as August begins, you musical fans wins, because we all know Gene Kelly puts butterflies in our belly, (laughs) so even if you're in pain, stay patient, because we're talking Singing in the rain, (laughs) because you're listening to the review, review. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes sing you our big dumb opinions. I am Troy to the max extreme. I can't think of one. <laughs> it's hard. There's gonna be plenty of them. It's uh, it's hard. I'm old RF. I mean, you 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 did that whole intro. I did. Amazingly, it took me a little bit to think of it all. If you if you. Uh, Enjoyed that little stanza up front. Well, it's because it's singing out the summer. That's right. This whole month, doing musicals. Yeah. Musical guest. Musical (laughs) guest. And we're starting it off with singing in the rain. Yes. Uh, My pick. My pick. This this. is your pick. Yeah. Uh, At the end of the show, I will give my pick for next week. So watch it before we review it next week. And then the last two weeks are viewers' choice. They're up to you, people. Yeah. We have had some requests already. We're going to put those on a poll. If you have any more, throw them in there before the poll goes up after next week. Yeah. To be what our third and fourth weeks will be. Yes. It's a two for the audience. Two for the price of audience. Two for the audience. Two for the audience. A two for the audience. Why are we going back into that accent? (laughs) We were doing it all before we recorded, and now it's just too much. It's too much. (laughs) (laughs) So let's jump into some news, JT. Yes. Starting with, I got a little bit of podcast news. Interesting podcast news. Oh my god. (laughs) Now, Libsyn is the most popular hosting site for all podcasts. Mm. We don't host on there, but many people do. Yes. So, here's some stats about about every podcast on Libsyn. Okay. That... If you have over 142 downloads on any of your episodes in a 30-day period, mm-hmm. you get more listens than 50% of all podcasts on Libsyn. Jesus. Only 142 listens. If yeah. you get that many, you're doing better than half the podcasts uploaded onto that site. Oh, Jesus. Which doesn't sound like a lot. No. Right? It makes puts in perspective on like what you would get on any other hosting site. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess I'm not doing so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because Lipson's a pretty big one, right? Yeah, the biggest one. Oh, shit. It's, it's Yeah, it's up there, babe. And so it goes on to say if you have like 1,200, you're doing better than 80%. And then it goes up to if you've got like 32,000, you're doing better. You're in the 1%. Uh, you're a 1%. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Um, and Spotify 
is 7% of all downloads in July for podcasts. Jeez. 7%. I mean, there's a thousand billion hundred hundred thousand podcasts yeah. out there. 7% is a big number of them. It is. And maybe fun fact <laughs> that we're... We are now on Spotify. We're on Spotify. If you are so inclined to listen to them on there. Yeah. And we have actually seen a jump in numbers. The day we went up, uh, we got like 58 listens. Yeah. In one day. <laughs> in one day. Like, the fuck? <laughs> in one day. It was it was messed up. Yeah. So, a, lot, a lot from a, some dude in Sweden. So congrats, Sweden. Sweden loves Spotify. Hats I guess. off to you, man. <laughs> Hats off to you, one Swedish guy. <laughs> but uh, thanks for that. But yeah, it's the proof's in the pudding, I guess. Yeah. There you have it. More news on that at the end of the show. Good. Uh, but Oh, anyway, that's all I got on that. Okay. Oh, here we go. No, I got one more. It was added at the end of the sentence. I forgot. The top five countries that listen to podcasts are the U.S. at 50%. Yes. Uh, the U.K. at 7%. Canada at... Five and a half percent, Germany at five and a half percent, and Sweden at five percent. There you go. There you have We're it. Tapping that Swedish market. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that adds up to a hundred percent, but uh, what about our awesome Australian listeners? They weren't included. Oh my god. I don't know. We're gonna take over Australia pretty soon. <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> pretty damn soon. Move over, Planet Broadcasting. Yeah. The big Australian podcasting network down there. They're gonna We're host coming us. To they're get gonna you. host us at that sweet theater that's like sitting on that <laughs> the Sydney Opera yeah. House. We're gonna. <laughs> We're gonna do. Get us. Get us to do a live show at the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> Uh, if it's not torn down by some natural disaster as it is in every single movie, that the Eiffel Tower and the God. Empire State Building are yep. always the ones to kick the bucket. And the Golden Gate Bridge. Yep, Golden Gate Bridge. And the pyramids. Yeah. Well, pyramids, they've been asking for it. They've been, they're too old. And Big Ben, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big Ben, like, always, like, blows up. Mm-hmm. Any other ones? Let us know on Twitter. Come on. Man, what is? What do you want us to blow up? <laughs> whoa, whoa, hold on. Let's not turn this into a manifesto here. <laughs> uh, you got an update on Guardians 3, JT. Yeah. You know about this news? Is it the Dave Bautista news? That the David Bautista. Bautista. <laughs> won't be doing Guardians 3 unless James Gunn's script will be used. Yeah. Do you hear the follow-up on this? What's the follow-up? The follow-up on it is that Disney were planning on scrapping that script. Uh-oh. So it could have been Goodbye Dave Bautista. Uh-oh. Blue-tista. <laughs> but with an update as of today, yeah. they are using the script, if at least parts of it. So it looks like you will be seeing more Drax. There you go. If he sticks to his word yeah. in Guardians 3. They almost threw him away to walk alone inside a pit of danger. <laughs> he would just be thrown out. Yeah. And the baby in the bathwater. He'd just been scooped up in an old dustpan and just thrown out <laughs> into space. Never to be recollected. And like into taped, a pit of, taped back together. Into a pit of danger. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, moving His on. natural habitat is a pit of danger. <laughs> is that Dave's? Or, yeah, Dave's or uh, yep, Dave Drax. Now, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I, I got it. I just wanted the listeners to uh, put Come that on. together. I mean, obviously. Don't be talking shit about old Dave. I will back off. <laughs> I didn't know you two were so tight. 
Come on. Come on. Got real tight out there in the indies. Yep. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those indies that Dave Batista was working. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, news is that Jumanji three, uh, coming out sooner than later, probably will have more connections to the first film than the second film ever did. Hmm. So if you're looking forward to more board game action or more, oh. I almost said Robin Williams. <laughs> That's nope. <laughs> no, siree. Oof. I mean, unless you're looking for more Alan Parrish. Yeah. Uh, not as Robin Williams. I'm surprised I pulled that name out of the hat. I know. I didn't remember it. <laughs> there you have it. You may be getting it in Jumanji Three. What are your thoughts on uh, thoughts on that? No, I like the subtle notes that they did in the. In the first Jumanji, in the yeah. first second Jumanji, right? <laughs> yeah, I as much as I didn't think I was gonna like it, I ended up liking it quite a bit. Yeah, it's just a fun little premise, witch oh, yeah. magic or whatever. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, I know. Like I like the whole idea where it's like it adapts, where it's like, well, no one's playing board games. I guess I'll turn into a video game. Yeah, be full on VR next time. Yeah, there you Trapped. go. And oh a God. shell of a body. They're just going to do a shittier Ready Player One. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, moving on, I got more Disney news uh, here. I should have just lumped those all together. But the Disney streaming service are is going to be up in 2019 sometime. Yeah. Rumors have it at the release of Episode 9. Okay. That's when, not on home release, but, you know theatrical release we're yes. also going to have drop that streaming service yes now here's a caveat to that okay because no star wars movies 2019 and previous will be available on the disney streaming service uh-oh at launch because found this out disney sold the streaming rights from episodes one through six to Turner Broadcasting. Oh shit. For 275 million back before they knew they were getting a streaming service and they have those rights until 2024. Oh shit. Yeah. So they got like 5 more years with them. And then Disney also the Disney produced ones, the recent ones. Yeah, those are with Netflix. Those are with Netflix yeah. until I don't know when. I did, couldn't get a date, but I'm assuming that's going to drop Fairly soon. Because I think they also have that same deal with Marvel, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Disney umbrella. Marvel, or um, Netflix gets all that stuff before anybody else can. Yeah. So, I mean, good for Netflix, as yeah. it had them for a little bit. But I assume their contract is yearly. Yeah. I would think, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's usually how they have to re-up all that negotiation stuff to show it for another year. So I would assume... By 2020, all it's that stuff. It's going to take them all on. back and shoot them. <laughs> Send them to the farm. Uh, so that was unfortunate because I'm assuming a lot of people want to go back and watch that one through six, at least three through six. Three through six. Th- four through six. Four through six. Especially if Disney can get a hold of the, uh, the ones that aren't cut. Yeah. The uncut. Yeah. Four through six. The uncircumcised. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, 
Moving on to TV, JT, the CW. Yeah. Launching yet another superhero property into their weekly lineup. Uh, They are launching a Batwoman series with Ruby Rose after the title character. Um, She is going to be introduced in their winter big crossover event between all of the shows. And then she's going to be introduced? Yeah. In and that. then then they're going to give her her own show from there. Yeah, but it's not going to be like see how well they do and spin her off. She's already getting a spin off. Like that's already <laughs> in the works. She's just going. We already know. Yeah, we already know it's going to be so good. Added to the pile. <laughs> but at this point, they have enough DC shows. I think for every day of the week. I just, think CW just changed the name of their station to Marvel Ang or uh, DC Angst. <laughs> DC teen. Yeah, DC teen. Yeah, it might... I. That's it. That's what it is. <laughs> like, every show is that. Mm-hmm. Even Riverdale is that, isn't it? Isn't... Riverdale isn't, uh, is... Archie, uh... Archie is just still Archie. Like, it's oh. not... It's owned by Archie Comics, gotcha. which is its own thing. But, like... So, not only... Yeah, do they have Archie coming out whenever? They have Flash, Arrow, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl... Black Lightning. I heard Black Knight Lightning's really good, though. I heard that, too. And then they have iZombie, which is a Vertigo property. Yeah. And then they'll have Batwoman. (laughs) Seven. Jesus. As I count on one hand. Jesus Christ. I need a beer after hearing that. (laughs) Just drown your sorrows. Anything special or the... Ah, just deal with Komodo Light. I might get one of the special ones when we get into the into the main course. Oh, special time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's nuts. I am a huge fan of Batwoman as a character, though, because even though she is, like, just another Bat character... You said she's a lesbian, right? In the she books? is a lesbian. and I, I think just... Ruby Rose is a lesbian in real life, too. Well, jeez, they typecast the shit. <laughs> hey... <laughs> It, it, it works. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not just talking bullshit. But um, I'm just. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I really like her because she goes against type for all the Batman characters and yeah. plays against it. Yeah. She was in the military and got dishonorably discharged for being gay. Yeah. So she has military training and has no qualms with using guns. Oh shit! And so, like, I know how to f- fight. From the military, I carry a gun in one of my pouches on my belt, and I will shoot somebody if I need to. So she's like a mixture of, like, Batman and the Punisher. Yeah, but she still has that, like, Batman mentality. It was like, I don't have to kill oh, somebody. She won't kill. She'll just maim. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, Batman maim. Batman will break ba- your arm. Yeah. <laughs> and you stole like, an apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you as some guy bleeds out after climbing out a broken glass window or something. That's what he does on The Dark Knight Returns. Sicko. <laughs> Plus, Batman in The Dark Knight Returns has machine guns on his tank of a Batmobile. Oh, he does. And promises that they're rubber bullets as he turns and pretty much just winks at the camera while he... <laughs> Just shoots up all of these mutants. Oh, they're alive. I'm pretty sure they're alive. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. Rubber bullets. I promise. Ding. Um last bit of news I got is video game news, JT. What? 
Odd little thing to include on this show, but it's big news. Okay. Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be on the horizon pretty soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. tomorrow, they're going to be showing gameplay footage of it just to show how pretty that game is going to be. I'm going to lose so much money on video games coming up. I might also go broke this Christmas. Because you're just gonna buy. I'm gonna get. You a, have to buy the console first. Oh, I know. And that, <laughs> and all the stuff that I've missed up. Because on... uh, Spider-Man comes out in a month, mm-hmm. and then Red Dead, and then uh... I still haven't played Arkham Knight yet. I'm gonna <sighs> get that. Arkham Knight. <laughs> so fucking. Oh, it's so fucking fun. <laughs> I heard the Batmobile shit is still kind of lame, but. I didn't hate it. No, everybody it's, it's, else. It's says a different. It's, I hate it's it. like uh, it's different. Uh, I kind of like it because it's like an, a different aspect to the gameplay. Okay. Because you're not just doing the same like stealth fight shit. Like now you have like stuff where like you have to chase things and you have to like use like a tank. Sweet. To blow up like robot tanks. Sweet. And stuff. I didn't hate it. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. Well, good. And I like the whole idea where like Gotham is pretty much like you're pretty much. It's pretty much like like a version of grand theft auto mm-hmm. as batman yeah uh well speaking of grand theft auto i also got news on gta 5 oh geez uh, so gta 5 has already been released obviously and it's been out for five years i think at this point yeah i can't remember mm-hmm. but that game still makes five million dollars a day well, they add, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like every two or three months they put another uh, online expansion pack onto it. Yeah. They just did one where like it's a it's like a story that you follow with like a gay Tony from like the... The fourth one or from something? From the fourth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to look up how much money that game has made and it is staggering. Yeah. As of April 19th of this year... The Year of the Lord 2018. Mm-hmm. It's made $6 billion. Jesus. As of April. Yes. They, they're probably not even like putting a sixth one in production. Because it's like, why, why, would, they why have would you? Why at this point? Yeah. Well, their online community, I guess, is ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's just... Because they just keep adding expansion packs and people just keep doing the shit for the expansion packs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's up to the point now where like you could own like your own uh, fucking... Uh, like uh condo you can own like your own business really you can own uh your own yacht <laughs> like it's just like like these expansion packs are ridiculous i was like looking there was like a little bit there where i was playing through it but it's like people are so fucking good at that shit that like it's so hard to get that stuff because right. everyone is so much better than at you than you at it <laughs> yeah yeah i don't have time to do any of that stuff all i want is first like like single player shit yeah like i i don't have time to multiplayer and their single player stuff's fun like the like i like it's a really cool story they play out where you're playing as three different people yeah so it's like and they're they're three very different people too Mm -hmm. it's like uh you're like this black guy from the streets you're uh like a guy that was that's kind of like retired from uh, criminal life and then you just play and then there's another like a psychopath that lives in a trailer park He's just like unhinged yeah <laughs> but the, you play as all three of them and then you can go back and forth between any of them and play their missions mm-hmm. so it's really in, it's really a fun story yeah. mission yeah uh so yeah that's all i got for video game news so rockstar is pretty much killing it because they also have red dead redemption 2 i know <laughs> god <sighs> i'm gonna be broke man and I'm i already be- have no time 
Yeah. What am I trying to get myself into, I know. man? I, I know. Once that Spider-Man comes out, then there's like, there's so many games that are coming out right behind it where I'm like, fuck. I have to like set aside like certain income for video games. So it's like Spider-Man, and then uh, I think The Last of Us comes out like sometime next year. The part two? Yeah, part two comes out next year. Oh, I forgot about that. And then, yeah. Red Dead 2, Jesus Christ. It's so much shit. I don't even know. I need to have another kid to have time off or something. <laughs> get in here, Chelsea. <laughs> Let's get down to it. I'm looking for that sweet time off. Christ. There's so many bears that need to be skinned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, that's all the news I got. Well, I all right. I just realized I forgot to watch the trailers I set aside for myself, so I might not have trailers this time. And I only have one. Well, all right, that'll, that'll go by fast. Then. Yeah, well, I'm, just by looking at it, not a whole lot came out, I think, this week anyway. Yeah. Must be uh, saving up for a hot, big release. A hot, big. <laughs> a hot, big and... Uh... uh, okay. uh Troy, we talked about that Mission Impossible 6 last, last week. week. That's right. Last week? That's right. Last week. And uh, so word out there was like, is Christopher McQuarrie coming back for 7? I know uh, I read some news earlier in the week that said Tom Cruise was trying to get him to jump on board. And uh, Christopher McQuarrie came out with a, uh answer to that, saying that he would rather have leprosy oh, than <laughs> direct Mission Impossible 7. Christ. So, I think he's a little sick of uh, doing Mission Impossible movies. My God. Which, well, he did this one, and did he do five? He did, yeah, he did five and six. Okay. Well, I could see him Yeah, to do something he can, else. He, uh, yeah. But at the same time, they're super well-received. Yeah. But I guess maybe the Maybe he just stress... wants to do his, his, his own thing. Because he's... That action in that was really fucking good. I want to see him, like, tackling mm-hmm. some other stuff. Yeah. Maybe the stress of it outweighed the reward of having it be a good movie but yeah jesus they were good yeah well six was good never saw five (laughs) (laughs) uh troy are you looking forward to cowboy ninja viking that new chris pratt i'll be looking forward to it when i see something of it okay well i have to wait a little longer because universal (laughs) pictures has shelved it Ah. for the foreseeable future i thought it that property just seemed odd to me that they were going to uh I haven't read any of it, but it just seems like a mishmash of things that not a lot of people would care to see, I think. Yeah. At least the general movie-going public. Yeah. Cowboys, they're outdated. Ninjas, overdone. Vikings. I don't even know what, what yeah. it's about. Is it just I don't a really person that encompasses all three? Is he, like, possessed by three of the ghosts? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, know I, I only know that it's a comic. That's it. All right. I don't know much about it. Well, there you go. Well, might not happen now. <laughs> there you go. No Cowboy Ninja You're looking Viking. forward to it. Tough titties. Uh, some big Oscar news came out oh today, uh, Troy. I guess they have uh, adopted a new category for, an, for uh, an Oscar. It is called Best Popular Film. Oh, okay. Maybe trying to appeal to a more mass audience. Okay. Maybe put in some films that are not so much artistically received as they are 
like blockbusters and such. Financially and critically received. Well, I guess critically received would be like the Oscars. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I was uh, seeing a bunch of stuff on it today, and there's a lot of people that are against it. I can see that. <laughs> like even when you said it, I'm like. That's really interesting because I would have never expected them to do that. Yeah. Just to cater to like a mass audience. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are saying like there's a lot more uh, unrepresented uh, categories that you could adopt that are probably better than best popular film. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm gu- I- but I'm guessing this is probably their way of like trying to get more mainstream people to watch it because like I bet there's en- enough people that are like. I don't give a shit about these movies. But then yeah. you put out an award where it's like, hey, look at this. Infinity War is up for an Oscar. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, shit, i got to check this out. It wins. <laughs> well, Marvel needs an Oscar now that DC has one for Suicide Squad. Oh, I know. <laughs> don't forget that, people. That happened. Suicide Squad got an Oscar. Best makeup ever. People don't forget. It's like fucking 9-11. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> This is like the most offensive episode we've done. <laughs> Talking about blowing up shit and people dying and you know, 9-11. Never forget, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, what other category? I would love to see, like, a best... Well, I don't know. Because we always talk about, like, how um, Andy Serkis gets snubbed. For being like yeah. a CG, he should just be up for best actor. That's what, yeah. I was like, that should just be lumped in. But what else would? Yeah, because there's not. I don't think there's enough motion capture that goes out every year where it's like, oh shit, yeah, yeah. we need that. But what other category would they add? I yeah, I don't know. What would they add before this one? I don't know. I there's... couldn't even tell you. I could, yeah, because there's so many that are like done the night before that are just technical awards that you yeah. don't even see. Yeah. So, or on commercial breaks, they'll do those, yeah. too. But still, it just feels like a publicity stunt to try and just get more people to watch the Oscars. Because I know, like, their, rating, their ratings have been going down For every years. year. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, like, who cares? Like... Yeah, no, I just like watching just to, like, see what critics consider good movies and then being like, well, it's not as good as I thought it would be. Right, but even if, like, they didn't have, like, a televised program... And they still gave the awards away? Yeah. I know that's what I do. I just look what, it up the... Yeah, just look up the list. Yeah. The pageantry about it is so fucking mind-numbing. Yeah, it's so narcissistic. Like, yeah. everyone's up their own butts. But I I do <laughs> I do catch the Oscars, at least snippets of it every year. Yeah. Um, Because there's usually something that goes down that you need to talk about the next day. Yeah. Some guy like, got on a soapbox or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> listen to this asshole or whatever it is. But uh anyway, so I don't know. I don't think it's a terrible idea, but I definitely can see people being like, why would you be doing this? Yeah. But I don't hate it. All right. So there you I, go. I do feel like it is just like a, like a gimme. Like, yeah, it's everybody knows who's going to get it every year. Pretty much. Then Probably. Yeah. But it's a way to get people to be like, oh yeah, I want to see, right. I want to see this dumb bullshit that I yeah. that I love get an award. It would okay. So, actually, what podcast used to say this? Where it's like they should do the Oscars five years later than the year. Yeah, correct. Used to say that. Yeah, uh, because then like after all the dust settles. 
there's only going to be a few movies that are still even memorable from yeah, that year. Exactly. Like, why don't they get Oscars? I remember listening that to could like be this category. Yeah. Pretty. And much. I'm so pissed that Crack doesn't even do that anymore. I don't. Because they used to do that. They used to do that episode where they would go back and like look at the movies from five years ago and see like, okay, what do people still talk about that won the Oscar five years ago? Yeah. And it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, I don't even listen to Cracked anymore, to be honest. Yeah, I stopped too. I, I don't mind Schmitty, but I don't even feel like the topics have been even that interesting. No, they haven't been. I listened to their last episode that came out, to be honest. What was that? It was about um, franchises that got too big for what they were. And yeah. a lot of it was like, can you believe that Garfield got so big and he was like <laughs> on everything yeah. for a comic strip? And it was stuff like that that got like way huge for mm. no reason. Or they just had just the right marketing yeah. team yeah. to push it to this huge thing. I just want like an alert that comes up when Jason Pargin is on a fucking... <laughs> yeah. Correct. Because he's the only thing that I liked about crack. Correct. Because he's the only one that really talks sense. Everyone else is just like... Remember this? <laughs> mm-hmm. The live shows, I I'm <laughs> those never live really shows are fucking terrible. Yeah, it's just a bunch of like second-rate comedians being like, <laughs> "Hey, remember this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we say, as fourth-rate comedians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I know. but I I get it. Like, it's exactly right though. Like all, yeah. it's just. Like the people's like, it even sounds like the audience is bored during those cracked lot. I don't know how big their audience is. Yeah, you can't hear for shit. Yeah, so I don't know. Anyway, we're spending a lot of time on this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got? Uh, that Birds of Prey DC movie, Troy. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, I thought I saw a little bit of it circling the news, but I didn't read anything on it. Uh, I guess they have uh picked a villain. Oh, for the Birds going. of Prey film. Huh? And it's going to be Black Mask. Okay. All right. Which is known in Batman lore. Uh-huh. I'm into that idea. So, Black yeah. Mask is cool. Very good. We'll see if it happens. Very good. Yeah, we will see if it happens. If DC just decides to just throw their arms up in the air if yeah. Aquaman tanks. <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Shazam needs to do something. Yeah, I, I I can see Shazam doing pretty decent, mm-hmm. but I don't know about Aquaman. I don't know either, though. No. It just, I don't know. Even though I saw it, the trailer on that big screen and it looked better, I'm, I after you said that, like, it's just Black Panther, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> it kind of is. I mean, without all, like, the positive things of, like, yeah. being a... Like a superhero movie for like minorities and women yeah. that like never get represented. Mm-hmm. This is just white people in the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's white Black Panther <laughs> <laughs> under the sea. Yeah. So there you have it's it. It's white marlin. <laughs> it's just white fish. Just... Yeah, white fish. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Troy Johnny Depp. Yeah. Oh God. Not doing so well. Uh, his film City of Lies, which 
was supposed to center around uh, Notorious B.I.G.'s murder uh-huh. has been shelved indefinitely. Oh, okay. So, yeah, not doing so well for him. And then uh, he's going to be in that next Harry Potter film, so... Boo, fuck Harry Potter. That's my stance <laughs> on Harry Potter. My s- <laughs> I know you listened to my last show. But, like, before, <laughs> before me and Chelsea were uh, recording last weekend... <laughs> our sound test she was just like test 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 how are my levels and i'm just like fuck harry potter <laughs> fuck harry potter for like five minutes until she was like sick of me then i'm like okay let's start recording <laughs> just spring it on her when she goes <laughs> like just starts huffing and puffing uh it's my favorite thing to do it's always fun to annoy Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, staying on that DC train, Warner Brothers is still going ahead with a Supergirl movie. Troy, did you hear about this? A little bit. Uh, they got the screenwriter from Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> currently working on it, which should be very promising. Okay. Yikes. I don't know, we haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog yet. It might be amazing. It could be a perfect film. It could be the best <laughs> film I've ever seen in my entire life. Fuck the most popular picture. It'll win best picture at the Oscars, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just imagine, like, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like fucking uh, <laughs> CG Sonic, like, running over. Yeah. That would be Fantastic. amazing. Film today has come in leaps and bounds. <laughs> And this year, we have definitely encountered a true gem. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Sonic the Hedgehog. Here are your nominees for the 2019 Oscar Best Picture. It's like Bridge of Spies 2, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> new Tom Hanks flick. <laughs> They just show like Sonic like looking somber in the crowd, <laughs> yeah. and the Oscar goes a to a guy in a big Sonic costume <laughs> and a tuxedo just raising the roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing! <laughs> Look how far we've fallen. <laughs> uh. Troy, for September, I don't know if we told people this, but we're thinking of doing uh, all like. At least three Predator movies for our Predator. Yeah. With Predator, Predator 2, and The Predator coming out. Uh-huh. Not looking good for The Predator. Oh, God. Troy. <laughs> oh, God. Because uh, I guess word out there is that uh, Edward James Olmos was going to play a character in The Predator. Mm-hmm. And they, for some reason, cut all of his, like, everything that, all the scenes that he was in in the movie out. Oh. Which takes a half hour from the runtime. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the hell for? I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know if they're just like being like, "Oh shit, this isn't as good as we thought it was." Audible, audible, audible. Oh god. And it's like All right, we'll see how this goes. Cut it down to 89 minutes yeah. and then just get as many butts and seats for that opening this weekend. This might not turn out to be as good as we thought it would, maybe. Well, a good stinker always makes for a good episode. Yeah, we'll see. Doesn't yeah, make for a good fun. theater experience all the time, but good for a good bitch sesh. Oh, yeah. We love a good bitch sesh. Sesh. We got it. We got it. Uh, 
I got some uh, actor news, Troy. Okay. A famous actor retired this past week. Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp. No, he's... he's Jared Leto, Jared Leto, Jared Leto. <laughs> no, it's uh, Robert Redford. Oh, yeah, I did see this. Retired this past this. week. So, uh, so there you go. He's out of the game. It's like he's got one more movie coming out, right? And I then think after so. that is yeah, he's then done. He's, he's, he's done. Kaput. Yeah. But he took like a long time off too. Yeah, I don't even know like what was the last thing he did before this movie? Like that Winter Soldier? Yeah, Winter Soldier, he did that sailing movie where he didn't speak. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think he did like an old person film with Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe old person film is like a genre of film. My mom, my parents went and saw it. Of course they would. They're old people. Uh, I just was reminded today that my mom and dad are in their sixties, because. Oh yeah, my dad's in like his mid seventies. I uh, I can't remember what I was talking about now, but I was like some old lady, probably in her sixties, and my mom was like, "Hey," <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, you yeah. are." 60 but they're spry for 60 oh yeah and your dad's fairly spry for being in his mid 70s yeah when he's not like going in for open heart surgery he's doing <laughs> yeah. real well yeah yeah <laughs> how's an old heart ticking anyway nowadays oh, good he's good good he's good That's good so i'm uh mowing the uh, lawn out uh, outside that church oh yeah he's still for some reason, they can't find a single fucking person to mow it outside of my family. So they get conned into it. Your dad gets conned into it yeah. every year, every week. Yeah, God is great, wonderful. <laughs> uh, Troy, did you uh, see that new Disney Christopher Robin? I did. Did I see the movie? Did you see it? Nope. Oh, uh, your uh, your your daughter didn't try and get you to go see it. It's a good thing now she doesn't quite understand any of that. Uh, she doesn't know how things work. The TV at this point is magic. Yeah. So. Well, I've I've heard mixed reviews about it. Okay. But uh, China has completely banned it. For witchcraft? Because uh, toys come to life or something? <laughs> Did you see? I guess I saw this in a, in a, on a last week tonight where I guess the, uh, the dictator, Xu Jinping... It gets so many memes made about him where he looks like Winnie the oh. Pooh. <laughs> I did see that. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's banned Christopher Robin <laughs> from China because of uh, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I just, I just thought that was hilarious. I love that he's so bitter about it that he bans <laughs> movies from showing in the whole country. Oh my god! That's so good. Uh, my last bit of news, Troy. A big power team okay. of writers is coming back. Oh. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Oh my God! Are gonna write a film together, and it's gonna be based on the McDonald's monopoly scandal. Oh, Have is you that heard happening? About yeah, I heard. I didn't hear about the scandal, but I heard that rumblings that this is gonna be possibly a thing. Yeah. What's yeah, the scandal? So so the scandal was that there was a guy who was like in charge of like the Monopoly stickers mm-hmm. that would pretty much rig the game for like people that either he knew or were who was trying to bribe. Oh, okay. Or like whatever, where it's like even like certain like I'm pretty sure they 
they even said that like uh canada didn't receive any any stickers that would have allowed them to win oh anything like big at all like maybe like a mcdouble here and there but (laughs) not like none of like the none of like the monopoly stickers that could actually like have you like win like something big were sent to canada really and like he would like bribe people like he got paid like twenty thousand dollars to like give like some dude boardwalk wow and like like, i guess it's like this big scandal where like the monopoly game was like totally rigged and he was just like divvying it out to people that he knew and like the place that he liked like he would send out like more of like the stickers that you could win from uh, dang so yeah there's like this big that's that's why mcdonald's isn't doing monopoly anymore they didn't do did that just happen like last year or the year I, it before? was it was not wasn't too long ago oh. that it happened i guess i haven't been noticing that they haven't been doing it but because usually it ends up with me with a cup holder full of those things yeah and then nothing ever amounts to I know. anything <laughs> yeah yeah you never so yeah, so like there's like I think it's like one particular guy or something who was in charge of it, and he was just fucking raping everybody. Yeah, he was just fucking everyone over with it. Man, most of the thing I've ever won is uh, a McDouble, <laughs> maybe a medium mm-hmm. fry. Yeah, pretty much. Jeez. But every, you you always get that boardwalk or that park place. No, you get the park place. You never get boardwalk. Right. I remember I've I've gotten like Park Place like every year that I've tried. Yeah, well you gotta try, right? Yeah, you find out it's rigged. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Till you find out it was just a fucking <laughs> pricks rigged the game. Prick rig. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. Was there any? I don't think there's any deaths this this I didn't week. See I any. can tell. So that's good. Yeah, everyone's and, fit and fiddle. Uh, fit as a fiddle. Everyone's fit as a fiddle. <laughs> Man, uh, I don't really. I haven't really. I was gonna watch trailers before we started, but uh, yeah, I didn't get to it. The only thing that, that I saw Kart instead, huh? I was just playing Mario Kart instead. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> the only one that I saw that I didn't watch a trailer for, but one that I f- thought was interesting that Showtime is coming out with a show starring Jim Carrey, where he plays like a, a children's. Like he's like the star of like a children's TV show, uh huh, and it's like direct. It's like created by the same woman that did uh, Eternal Sunshine. Oh, where it's like it's a lot of like him like doing like as a serious role. Yeah, it's a serious role, and it's like a lot of like him like imagining certain things. Like I, I guess like the big thing in the trailer. I didn't watch it, but I I'm probably gonna watch it when I get home. But I guess there's like he has like a sex scene with a puppet. Oh God, I. <laughs> uh, He's back back in the game, I guess, right? Yeah, he's he was, been doing quite a bit of things. He was off for a long time just doing like artwork and stuff and now like he's in like a serious movie that, that I saw a trailer for doing this. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess I do have one trailer. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Since oh, you're on a roll. Um <laughs> there's a a new series coming on Netflix uh starring Jonah Hill and Emma Stone called Maniac. Mm. mm. And it looks odd. Yeah, I saw it with the sound off. <laughs> Perfect way to watch a trailer. I don't think yeah, the sound doesn't really add anything and to I was it. Like I don't, I don't yeah. know it, what this. They is. They kind of set it up where it's like there's these people that are like insane, and they put them. There's like this machine that could like allow them to, kind of like it's like a 
course correction for their brain mm-hmm. and it like puts them through different scenarios and you can't really tell if it's like alternate realities or if it's just like their brain trying to show them what real life is or mm-hmm. I don't know but it's mm-hmm. like it's pretty much just a bunch of things where it's Jonah Hill and Emma Stone are like interacting in these like multiple realities that this machine is like conjuring up for them hmm Sounds semi-interesting. Yeah, and it's by the same guy that uh, directed the first season of True Detective. Okay. What's that True Detective Season 3 coming out? I don't know. I thought they were working on that. They're working on it, I guess. All right. Be patient. I'm on to him. So there you go. Maniac. Maniac. Check it out. Um, I have one that came out uh, this last week called King of Thieves, starring uh, Michael Caine. And Charlie Cox. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> and he's stealing gold from jewelry shops. Size of tangerines. And he's stealing jewels the size of tangerines. Hi, baby. Oh, my gosh. There's a child. <laughs> Macy, how are you? Hey, hey. Want to get in on this mic? Say hi, Daddy. Macy, what would you think of Singing in the Rain? She was asleep. Well, she could have absorbed it. Oh, oh. She could have right. absorbed it through uh, osmosis. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> or just the microphone. She the is microphone. now eating the microphone. <laughs> yeah, say that. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. You've had enough microphone for tonight. See, we we appreciate everyone's opinion here on the review review. Even a year and a half even year and a half year olds. We appreciate your opinions. That's right. Can I have a smooch? Get real, dude. Get real, dude. Gotcha. Mm, high five. Bam! She got it. Now she's trying to spider she's trying to spider sling. See you cool cats. Adios. Adios, Adios mama. She still flipped us off while holding her daughter. No, How dare you? <laughs> How dare you insinuate? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, Sorry for the back to Michael Kine. Michael Kine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he actually—it's based on a true story about like a big gold heist that actually happened in the UK. Yeah, and it's pretty much one of those old people movies where they have <laughs> <laughs> Michael K- like Michael Kine, M- Michael Kine. <laughs> And Charlie Cox and uh, a few other people that are have like Golden Globe winners, but I they're not popular enough for me to know, I guess, or yeah. I am not knowledgeable enough to be in their wheelhouse. Yeah, but um, they are a bunch of older elderly gentlemen that stage like this jewelry heist and steal gold and then smelt it down to bars. And so it's untraceable, and then they just sell it off or whatever. Oh, shit. And I guess it's like a based on a true story, and I. It looks interesting, and it's like looks like it'll be a semi. It'll be have. It's not a comedy, but I have humorous aspects to it. So well, it's I'm not. Laughing. It's not like uh, any of those Morgan Freeman movies that have been coming out in the last few years, or it's just. Like <laughs> I love it. it's like old people putzing around. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Las Vegas and be old. <laughs> Yeah, but I that one looks interesting to me. So that, but that was the only other one I saw. So that's fantastic. It. Yeah. So if that's 
it, then that'll bring us right into Dude. our tourney. Tourney random movies, Troy. Yes. We had uh, Basketball versus Casper mm-hmm. last week. Troy, did you see one? I saw who was ahead. Did they stay ahead? How could they have not have? <laughs> I don't think Casper received a single vote. <laughs> I was going to get with Skeeta to see if she would actually cast one vote because she was because all up in arms Devin about Sol- <laughs> Yeah. But I think if she would have seen it, she'd been like, oh, yeah, basketball. Oh, yeah. I think she's, she's way more into basketball, I think. Uh, so... Baseball won, I assume, right? Basketball <laughs> annihilated. No votes. But yeah, as when I saw it, uh, it was already like at 100%, and I voted for basketball, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just like, well, we'll see how this turns out. I voted pretty early in the week, so. And there you go. Yeah. Basketball <laughs> taking it, as well as Aladdin and Falling Down. Mm-hmm. With basketball, that means we have one more match in the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. <laughs> I love which quarterfinals. Is, <laughs> which is, of course, First Blood versus Scarface. Oh, my. Troy. So we'll see how oh you do here. My. That's right. We've got our trivia. Eight questions. Yep. Three from First Blood, three from Scarface. Two could be from either of them. Troy's job to figure out which fact is from which Film. Film facts. Film facts. <laughs> Number one, Troy. Lay it on me. The main actor hated the original cut of this film, so much so that he tried to keep the film from coming out. When he couldn't do it, he pushed to have a lot of his scenes cut from the film, which reduced the runtime to half of its original length. Scarface. First Blood. Really? Yeah. I guess I thought Stallone like helped write First Blood. Uh, Maybe I guess, that was Rocky. I guess yeah. I guess he hated how how the original cut of it turned out, and he was like, "Well, if you're not gonna if you're gonna release it, just cut me out of a lot of it." And they did, and it ended up like cutting like half the runtime of the movie. Oh Jesus! But uh, and then it came out, and then it was like a success. <laughs> yeah. Jesus! Oh, that surprises me. Okay. So, uh, so there you go. All right. Okay. Learn something new every day. How about it? <laughs> uh, number two, Troy. Yes. One of the female stars accidentally cut the lead actor's face during filming. Scarface. It is Scarface, Troy. It's ironic. Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> cutting Al Pacino's face during filming. Okay. Uh, number three. The lead actor claimed that during filming, a woman claimed to be his biggest fan to get free drinks out of him. Uh, I'll say Scarface again. No, it's First Blood. Oh. Uh, Stallone actually liked this fact so much that he included it in Rocky Balboa. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How do they bring it up in Rocky? Just the I just guess they verbatim, have the scene. Yeah, they have said. the scene where like a a woman comes up to him, being like, "Yeah, I'm your biggest fan," and then she just uses him to get free drinks, and then leaves, and then oh. ignores him. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Got it. All right. Uh, number four. This one's really. This one's an interesting one. I actually love this one. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> this film was submitted three different times with three different evidence to the MPAA, and all of them were rated X. Oh, shit. 
It wasn't until a panel was put together that showed that it portrayed a valuable message that the MPAA approved of its tamest edit of the film. Because the MPAA couldn't really tell the difference between all the edits, the director pulled out the original cut of the film and got away with putting an R rating on it. <laughs> um, huh. Uh, I, I'll say Scarface. It is Scarface, Troy. I don't know. I I could see it being both, but uh... they said like the they put together a count like a, a council that said that it shows the dangers of drug use, mm-hmm. and then the MPA was like, okay, I guess we'll put out the, the the last edit of it. I guess was tame enough. We'll put that out. But then the director was like, well, fuck, they don't even tell. They can't tell. <laughs> they just saw that there was like violence and sex in it, and they just put an X on it. So I'm just gonna give them my original et- my original cut of the film. And they accepted it as it, and then put an R rating on it because they couldn't tell if it was edited or not. <laughs> that is, gr- bravo to you. That was a good one. I like that one a lot. Uh, the main actor says this is one of his favorite roles of his career. Rambo. No, it's Scarface. God damn it! One time I jump over to fucking Rambo and it's Scarface. <laughs> Uh, the director turned down a, turned down a, uh, turned down directing a very popular dance film to direct this. Uh, I don't know. Rambo. Uh, Scarface. I think it's, shit. Who's the fucking director of Scarface? I don't know. Shit. I got to look it up, but. Yeah, he was set to direct Flashdance. Oh my god! And then he took he took Scarface instead. <laughs> fuck the MPAA. <laughs> yeah, to go fuck the MPAA. Uh, number seven. Despite extreme filming conditions, the main actor didn't get sick till the last day of filming when he did a shot of brandy. Rambo. Yep, that's First Blood. Okay. Yeah. Stallone went through hell filming it, and then he didn't get sick until the last day of filming where he just randomly took a shot of brandy, and then he got the flu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last fact, Troy. The lead actor of the other film in this matchup was considered for the lead role of this film. I... Let's say Scarface. Nope, it was First Blood. Fuck. You thought Sylvester Stallone was <laughs> up for... <laughs> I could see it. Tony Montana in Scarface? Yeah, because the other way around, I can't see Pacino being Rambo. Yeah. But well, I could I, see it the other way around. I think they were going more for, like, a sickly-looking Rambo when they first when they did First uh, Blood, I think. Okay. Or, like, they wanted to make him, like, really look like war kick the shit out of him got it so yeah so like when they were like on that they were uh, thinking of bringing al pacino on as rambo okay i don't think that would have worked yeah i don't know (laughs) it would have been a different movie i think yeah he would have screamed a lot more (laughs) (laughs) the first rambo though he could be sicklier looking because it's not like a huge action movie yeah it's like a yeah, chase a, through the woods. Yeah, it's a lot more like 
like thinking about like how PTSD kind of yeah fucks with people. It's not until like, oh, and I don't think I've seen Rambo two all the way through. I don't remember it, but I remember Rambo three, and it sucks. That one's the full on shoot a helicopter down with a bow and arrow type movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were thinking that far ahead when they made First Blood. <laughs> I think he was anyway, supposed they, to die at the end of First Blood, wasn't he? And then they I don't know. they pulled an audible to keep him alive so they could make sequels. Don't know. Don't know. Is it that or two? I know. I think in two for sure he was supposed to commit suicide. Oh really? Yeah. I've never seen First Blood Part Two. I don't think all the way through. I know I've started it. I know my brothers. One of them has like the whole Rambo Steelbook collection. Yeah. So. There you have it. But I've really only seen, like, First Blood a bunch of times, and I've seen the the most recent one. The, fir- the most bunch. recent one is fucking awesome. Brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. It does. It's still not the same as the first one. No. But, but it deals with some real oh, type shit. Yeah. Like, they... God, it's so fucking good. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like... like how the, the fact that they got to this point, and they were like, let's make the most brutal war film... You can think of in the Rambo universe. It's like <laughs> right? Jesus, God, all in Burma and all that shit. That's God, sick. Dropping hand grenades and puddles and making people run through it. Yeah, sick. Oh my God, sick, man. Anyway, let's. So there you have it. First Blood versus Scarface <laughs> yes. for next week. Do you have a favorite in this one, Troy? I do have a favorite, but I might go against type. Okay. I don't know. This one's pretty close. I think both of them are kind of held in pretty high regard, and they both came out yeah. pretty close to each other. Yeah. I, I Of all, like, this quarterfinals, I think <laughs> these have been, like, most closely matched between all, all of them. They haven't been, yeah. like, weird goofs. Yeah. Not goofs, but, like, you know, ups, like, this will be, like, a more close one, I think, than, like, a yeah. 100% blowout. <laughs> Yeah, but uh yeah i'm curious to see i'm curious to see what what wins the whole thing because even even after this i think it'll still all all the movies in this are so different from each other Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know might flip a coin all right so there you have it first blood versus scarface get out there put your votes in Mm -hmm. and we'll see who goes on to the semifinals Mm -hmm. next week semis well that will jump us right in to our first stop to sing out the summer sing out the summer baby give me one of those special beers troy (laughs) which one do you want uh which one are you more the the tangy drawn to you want the tangy yeah okay i'll take the snake one give me that snake um okay yes first stop is gonna be singing in the rain debuting april 11th 1952 wow i know uh budget of two and a half million dollars jesus uh domestically Made one point eight two million. Yeah. Internationally, not worldwide. It did go yeah. to Canada and like maybe the UK. 
But it made its money back and it's made $12.4 million. Jesus. In 1952 money. So it sextupled its budget. God. <laughs> Still, not the highest grossing movie of that year. Oh my God! Um, I'll get into. I have more stats it, on that. Do stuff. you see where it ranks in that? Yeah. Year? Okay. I have. I have the whole chart. Gotcha. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a one hundred percent. IMDb has it at an eight point three out of ten. Movie Farm has it at four hundred four error not found. <laughs> That's a little joke I did. Good lord. Processed Grass. Has that at two out of five stars. Whoa! And what? do they have a reason? Yes, I have the screenshot on what the reason is here. Um, I'm gonna read just their last paragraph. Okay. It's only two sentences. Don't okay. Worry. Uh, now was convention always bad? Certainly not. Plenty of films exist without subverting expectations or breaking genre convention. Even the art of the escapist film is one that I cannot bring myself to write off entirely, but in the case of Singing in the Rain, the film does little worth noting to make it some grand escapist affair. One, uh, once one looks beyond the half-baked meta aspects of the film, Singing in the Rain is hardly different from more openly trashed musicals like Grease or, dare I say it, High School Musical. <laughs> Two out of five stars. So he's, he's pretty much just... He's critiquing the things that it's not, like, he's critiquing it for the things that it's not well known for. Pretty much. Like, he's pretty much being like, oh, the story was shit. Or it's like, this movie's not made for the fucking story. <laughs> well, in 1952, I would say, like, uh, this movie, with its meta-contextualism... Yeah. Would have been one of a kind back then. Yeah. Where now, maybe it's not. Yeah, like, being meta is, like, kind of like a trend now. Yeah. And, like, I think back here, it's it was kind of taboo to kind of, like, pull back the curtain and be like, this is how this shit works. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I'll go on with... But anyway, that's all I got. I could... You can look up his review. It's on IMDb. Yeah. Find out where. Processed. Find out his Twitter. Tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> go look up old <laughs> tweets. He probably said something real racist. Just call him out. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. No, I don't. Don't do that. That's shitty. Uh, anyway, processed grass is the uh, reviewer yeah, site. I don't know what he's smoking. <laughs> smoking that processed grass. Um. So I looked up the best or the. Uh, top grossing films in 1952 in the U.S. Singing in the Rain comes in number five. Yeah. Uh, number ten is Monkey Business. Number nine, Affair in... Number nine, Affair in Trinidad. Number eight, Hans Christian Andersen. Number seven, Moulin Rouge. Number six, Sailor Beware. Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Number four is Ivanhoe from MGM making $6.258 million. Oof. In, uh, so these are the movies that came out in 1952? Okay. That beat Singing in the Rain now. Yeah. Number three is The Snows of Kilimanjaro from Fox with $6.7 million. Number two, The Bad and the Beautiful from MGM. Also, uh, that's where Singing in the Rain is from at $8.5 million. And number one would be The Greatest Show on Earth from Paramount at $14 million. Jesus. Those were the top ten in 1952, Shit. which I have only heard of three of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
let's see how well they aged. Maybe they aged well, and Singing in the Rain just happens to be the more poppy, popular one. Maybe. I don't know. Um, this uh, film did have some Oscar nominations. Okay. Uh, didn't win, but it was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Hagen and Best Music. Uh, the supporting actress would have been the one who played uh, the lead actress in the movie. Yeah. Um, I can't oh, the, the lead. The one with the shrill voice. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Jean Hagen. Yeah, Jean Hagen. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah, because she stuck out just because that she played. Yeah. <laughs> like an antagonist. Shrew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then. I it... can't stand it. <laughs> it won. Uh, for best actor at the Golden Globes for Donald O'Connor, who is his uh, j- yeah um, plays I gotta, the I gotta funny guy it. in it yeah um, make him laugh guy yep and then it was also nominated for best motion picture for comedy musical but it did not win that year gotcha um, other than that we can just get into it JT with what happened in Singing in the Rain what's Singing in the Rain all about. Uh, well, we follow a Gene Kelly's character who is named, uh, Don Lockwood Mm -hmm. and him and, uh, God damn it. Yeah. Don Lockwood and Lena Lamont are known as like this big Hollywood couple that Mm -hmm. are in all these silent films together in Mm -hmm. 1929. I think it's called, I think it is late twenties. Yeah. Late twenties. And, uh, they are on cloud nine until a uh, the introduction of talking films comes out. The talkies. The talkies. <laughs> and they realize that they are very ill-equipped for the this kind of thing. And uh, he decides to go ahead and make a musical film when he comes across a... Young woman played by Debbie Reynolds, Kathy Selden, mm-hmm. and uh, we find out just if old Don Lockwood is equipped enough <laughs> to survive this change in trends, and maybe even if his co-star oh. could survive the trend as well. Oh my. Oh my. This film, I've seen a lot as a kid. But all I ever remembered from it was the song Singing in the Rain. Yeah. And Make Them Laugh. Because it had a really high action comical dance number to it. Yeah. Those are the only things I ever remember from Singing in the Rain. (laughs) Yeah. And it wasn't until like five years ago where I caught the beginning again. And I'm like, that's what this movie is about? (laughs) Because I had no recollection of what it was. Yeah. And I was like... I am way into that idea. And yeah. I didn't realize this movie was as funny as it was. This is all still five years ago. Yeah. And so I went through and rewatched it after catching some of it at my mom's house. And I was like, this is really good. Yeah. Like, I I, had, I guess I had no idea what this movie was about. And it totally subverted all my expectations. And I sat down and I was like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like... This movie masters the art of sarcasm without being dirty uh-huh. so well. <laughs> like every, especially uh, shit. Uh, Donald O'Connor's uh, Cosmo Brown. Uh-huh. 
he has so many lines that are just like so good for the moment. Right. Like I am like losing my shit every time he <laughs> he he like talks back to somebody. Right. And if he doesn't have like a musical number, his all of his lines are pretty much just one liners. Yeah. And but he had me cracking up every time he had a one liner. <laughs> exactly. And like, th- there's a few of them where like n- it was like near the end where um, it was Gene Kelly, um, O'Connor, and the movie producer were all in his office. Yeah. And he's like, uh, something about like, uh, give me a cigar, and he g- <laughs> or no, he's like, yeah, here, <laughs> have a cigar, and it's yeah. his own cigars. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. And then later, and then later when. Uh, he does something that isn't like, hey, I gave you a cigar once. <laughs> <laughs> so, all that shit was really good. Um, it's like, not only is Gene Kelly, like, go down in history as being, like, one of the best song and dance men in cinema. Yeah. Like, I have seen him so much growing up in, like, other things that, like, when I did see La La Land, I was like disappointed yeah because nobody can live up to like how gene kelly and that kind of like that gang of people back then like could stack up to the competition like competition i know it's it's so funny to watch this like going back and watching this because you see how there's so many films that have ripped this off and have not come close to how good it was when it was first executed right and it's like almost sad (laughs) where it's like (laughs) how far have we fallen where we can't you can't match up to like this amazing talent that was back that was back here. Right. And like it doesn't make me look less upon like stars now, but stars back then, you, I mean, I'm not the first person to say it, were like singers and dancers yeah. and actors and actresses and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had to do it all. Yeah. And if they didn't, then they weren't huge. And if they yeah. did do it, they were in every movie. I know. And now you're getting to, now you're getting like today where it's like, do you look pretty? Well, then you're in a movie. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, if you're attractive, you're in a movie. But back here, you had you had to be attractive. You had to sing. You had to dance. You had to act. Yeah. You had to do all of it. And by gauging by this movie, just just singling out because we're reviewing it, you won the part. Debbie Reynolds won the part to play. Um, Kathy Selden. Kathy Selden. Yeah. And she was only 19. Yeah. And she had, n- like, very little dance experience. She mm-hmm. was uh, a gymnast. And I guess, like, Gene Kelly, like, broke her down so many times. Yeah. To get the choreography right that she would cry every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, even Donald O'Connor, I guess he was in an interview where he said he just hated working with Gene Kelly. I... I had no idea, but that's all I was seeing when I was looking up. Yeah, because he was just—he was so militant about making sure that everything was on point. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where, like, yeah, like uh, people in interviews have said that Gene Kelly was the worst to work with. But then, like, after it was all said and done, they like they talked about how fulfilling of an experience it was, and they look at the performance and they're like, maybe it was worth it. Yeah, because, like I <laughs> like, went, I did really good at yeah. that or whatever. Yeah, spe- like even like a. Like, they even, like, interviewed Gene Kelly where he was like, yeah, Debbie Reynolds, like, she didn't have the experience, but, like, she caught on way faster than I think anyone else would have. Mm-hmm. So, like, even, he gives them credit, even backwards, like, he probably would have just railed on them before when, looking back on it, he's like, yeah, they were good. 
<laughs> I have um want to read some trivia just to show like how Gene Kelly was a str- slave driver. If you get a chance and if you're bored one day and you are familiar with Singing in the Rain, go on IMDb's trivia and look like it's the most interesting trivia that I've read for a movie so far on IMDb. Yeah. There's so many facts to this that it's just Oh, it's so good. Let me just give you a, a few snippets. The first one on here is Gene Kelly was a taskmaster with Debbie Reynolds, who had never danced to this degree before rehearsal started. Fred Astaire, who was in an adjacent dance studio, found her crying under a piano and reassured her that it was all of her hard work that was worth the effort. Mm-hmm. So, Jesus Christ. Um Debbie Reynolds also remarked that many years later that make, uh, the making of this movie and surviving childbirth were the two hardest things she's ever done. Yeah. Well, there's a <laughs> there's a fact that they bring up where uh, during... Oh, shit, what was it? I think it's Good Morning. She... Uh, yeah, it was. It was during Good Morning. They, uh, they did actual tapping, and they did it so much that she burst blood vessels in her feet and had to be dragged off the stage. Mm-hmm. And then, because they couldn't do it, then Gene Kelly just dubbed in the tapping. Right. So it's like, so none of that was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) But it also said later on there that it was common to do that at the time, because sound mixing wasn't as great. Yeah. Or to pick up the sound or whatever. But, yeah, I I didn't know, really, that he was such a tyrant, I guess. Yeah. But But you look at this movie, and you see how well it's made, and it's like, well, shit, do we have to do that for every... Like, because it's like... It came out incredible. Yeah. Um, it also goes on to say, like, uh, Donald O'Connor didn't really like Kelly all that much, even mm-hmm. though on screen they have a pretty great chemistry together. Oh, fan. Dude, I, I'm i always a, a big fan of best friend characters in films. Like, I'm not a big fan of Lord of the Rings, but I always thought Samwise Ganji is an amazing character. Because mm-hmm. I love the idea of those characters where they're willing to step aside for a person they care about to succeed. Mm-hmm. And, like, Cosmo was totally that character in this. And I fucking... Yeah. Like, every time he's on screen, I I love him because he's just... You can see the th- small things that he does to, like, kind of, like, either, like, kind of jab at Don or, mm-hmm. like, get him to, like, do what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And he, he never tries to take credit for it. Even, like, he gives a fuck ton of ideas for Don, for Don Lockwood to, like capitalize on to make him more successful mm-hmm. and he's like well good i did my job and then he just steps back and he, he's never he's never like bitching that he's not getting credit yeah he just plays the piano for him and lets him do everything right and and he's i mean he's written into the movie as like his secondhand man yeah but like i like in this movie too that everyone all of the good guys i guess yeah like gene kelly o'connor and um debbie reynolds reynolds they all contribute. They all contribute, yeah. and they win at the end. They yeah. like, def- like quote, defeat the evil one, <laughs> uh, who uh, who is uh, Gene Hagen yeah. in this. And like, even though it was made in the fifties, I was I was actually surprised to see, or it was I was like, uh, it was refreshing to see that they were standing up for Debbie Reynolds' character yeah. in the movie. Yeah. They're like, no, she's she's a great actress. Like, even though, like, um, 
uh, he Gene Kelly was coming on to her in the beginning, and she's like the love interest. Yeah, she was still represented as like a talented person in this. Yeah, and maybe not necessarily as equal because she never was involved in like really the making of anything, just yeah. kind of like the planning stages. Yeah, it, I I do really like like what she does in this, but it still kind of suffers from that like. This, that that feeling where it's like, well, we still kind of have to make the the men are the ones yeah. that do a lot of the shit, but not as much as I would have first expected with her involvement in it. Yeah, because she does like with O'Connor and Kelly, she does plan to make to salvage a film as a musical. Yeah, yeah, she's the yeah because it's her idea to to turn into a mute to turn the the dueling cavalier into a musical, and she with O'Connor comes up with the fact that they can dub over um what's the character's name's voice lana something. yeah lana, dub over her shrill voice yeah and so then she is a part of that lena lena lamont um lena uh and so she's a part of all that kind of stuff and even when they're on stage after the premiere like the only this is the only time where i'm like why didn't they just have her planned into this yeah. when like the three guys got together. Well, they but, couldn't really because Lena was there the whole time, but like, I know, but they still pushed her on stage and they planned it really quickly while Debbie Reynolds was still there. They could have been just like, is what we're going to do. Just go behind the curtain. So it'd be like, you're going to get behind the curtain and I'm going to, I'm putting my That's foot down because I'm a yeah. man or yeah. whatever. And it's, she's like, Fuck you! Like yeah. after I do this, I'm out of here, buddy. <laughs> don't, and I'm like, don't why blame didn't her. you just let her in? Yeah, like, <laughs> they had to be like a whole big I know, surprise. Like they, even with them not saying anything, they just kind of had this. They share this look where it's like, we know what we're doing, right? Because they don't Granted, even talk to each funny. other. Yeah, they don't even talk to each other. Just kind of like singing along to singing in the rain, and they just kind of like walk around the fucking rope, and then they pull it down so they can right. show that Debbie Reynolds is the one that's been singing all along. But then it's like. So the men get it, but she doesn't. Right. Yeah, so I know. it's like <sighs> it was weird. But that would have been like the biggest I would say the biggest red flag. Yeah. But otherwise I mean there are like a few things here and there where I'm like, uh like I would have liked it might have been like a really tough ask to to do because it's like back in like this time where like well we have the, the man is the one that always yeah. does everything. But I'm like, I feel like this story would have made much more sense if, like, she's the one that that they kind of turn to to do that transition from uh, silent films to talkies because, like, she's the one with the theater experience. Yeah. And it's like, because they do this weird shit where in the beginning they're doing this whole thing where she's playing hard to get and that's what kind of leads Gene Kelly on, where he's like, oh, shit, you're not, like, falling over my every word. Right. And that's what kind of gets him interested in her. And then she just is like, well, I don't watch movies. I'm in theater and blah, 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 blah. And then they kind of have this debate on what is better, movies or theater. And then they're just kind of, like, turned off from each other. Right. And then they have that whole scene where she pops out of the cake and he's like, oh, you're theater, right? Uh-huh. Oh, that, I can totally see. Give yeah, me a yeah. soliloquy, blah, blah, blah. Right. And like, but like she's doing that to like make, to make money because theater is not making any kind of money. Right. Cause theater is a dying, like a dying brand. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, they get to where he never sees her, and when they come back, when, when he finally sees her again, she's, like, all over him. Or it's like, oh, I've seen all your movies. I've done all this, blah, blah, blah. Where it's like, you could not give a fuck about him the first time you saw him. So it's like, so were you just playing him? Or were, were, were you just fangirling and being like, well, I'll just act like I don't care about his movies, and then... I'll move in when the time is right. Like, I would have liked it a lot more if it's, like, they get to, like, the silent movies, talkies are introduced, they figure out that they have no idea what they're doing, and then Debbie Reynolds moves in and is like, look, I have theater experience, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this, and then she's the one that allows them, like, they combine their knowledge to make an amazing musical movie, and then that's what makes him fall for her, is that he kind of reignites that uh, that love for stage for uh, stage performance by doing movies because he was on vaudeville for so long right yeah that i mean that would have definitely worked but again this movie was made yeah this is made back when it's like the man the man knows everything <laughs> listen the man look we're gonna do this movie 2018 right chelsea current still <laughs> But I think if they were like, how did I know he was gonna say all of that? <laughs> but if, but if they were to make this nowadays, like that's probably what what, what this would be, where right. Debbie Reynolds' character would move in and be like, "You're doing all this wrong. You're an this idiot. is how you do it. <laughs> You're a beautiful idiot." Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how she presents herself. Like in the first act of this movie, like she does not let Gene Kelly get away with anything. Like, right. she knows how dumb he is yeah. because he does these silent movies where even the dialogue when they do the talkie for the first time is just repeated shit over and over again because every silent film has, like, four lines to it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why don't I just do I love you, I love you, I love you? It works every time. And right. It's like, well, it's a different thing when you're reading it once. Yeah. If you're saying it six times in a row, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was also something that I found out, too, that... There was a silent film star that, um, when it went from silent film to talkies, like, he would do that kind of stuff, just do, like, really schmaltzy lines, and he was panned for it because, like, he didn't want to do what was written, he just wanted to do what was easy, and they took that real-life aspect and put it into this movie, another metatextual concept that they dropped in here that was all, like, just adds to, like, the fucking shit pile to yeah. like against Hollywood studios and stuff. Yeah. There's a there's a movie that won an Oscar called The Artist that I saw yeah. where it's like a silent film and stuff. They totally fucking ripped off this movie. Yeah, that's what I was telling him. And I it's was like, nowhere near as good as this stupid. is. No, it's not. <laughs> and it's like it's like going back and watching that like just thinking about that I'm like holy shit. How'd that mm-hmm. win the Oscar for best picture? It's just it's just based on the fact that it's it's just a throwback to that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no one else did it, but it's like it's such a lazy throwback. It's nowhere near like the yeah. work that went into this. I yeah. told you that after it was done. I was like, I feel like there's a current movie that ripped this off. And we said it was We were we thinking, thinking it was that, but I was thinking what, it might we have been something seen it else forever. Too. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know there, it had that. I think dog there's another movie that does. <laughs> yeah. Like the dog <laughs> is like the hardest worker in that movie. Um so I guess also why Gene Kelly was also a bear in this movie was because he was also fighting against MGM. Yeah. Um, I have this excerpt here. I was going to read it. Uh, this movie was Gene Kelly's trump card to get out of his contract with MGM. Kelly would later talk about his roles such as in Guys and Dolls, 
from 55, where he had to turn down due to conflicts with his contract with the studio. This movie was not only a hit, but a mockery of MGM, which you can totally see. Oh, I know. They do. (laughs) And then Kelly was later released from his contract. He had a poor attitude throughout the filming, but most of it was just an act, so the studio would get frustrated with him and kick him out. (laughs) So So he wanted this to fail? Or I, I guess for whatever reason, he wanted to be out of his MGM contract. Yeah. Because I don't know, maybe he was getting a rough well, cut he, of the deal or something. A, he had a bad relationship with the head of MGM from the get-go. Oh, was that Because it? he was a, a Broadway star, and the head of MGM supposedly had come and talked to him backstage after a show. And was like, you're amazing. I love you. Um, I totally want to put you in a movie. And he didn't have any plans of going into film. Mm-hmm. He wanted to stay on the stage. Um, and then he, like, basically this executive backstage said, like, you don't even have to create a tape. You don't have to do anything. You just show up and it's good to go. And so he left New York and came to Hollywood. And all of a sudden, like, the assistant of this executive was like, um, we're going to need you to cut a tape and do all this. And he got really upset. And he wrote a scathing letter to the executive saying, like, what the hell, man? Like, you told me this. But he didn't have any. I mean, it was just, like, verbal. So he didn't have it. But he was, like, cornered into this contract. Yeah. And so he had only planned to make one movie. And Mm. then he ended up falling in love with it. And he had said something about um, the creative types like in Hollywood and the rapport he had with other actors there and Mm. like the crew and everything surprised him. And he ended up sticking it out. But that I read that he always had a tumultuous relationship with MGM. Oh, yeah. The head of MGM. Pretty close to like what the story of this is pretty much like. Because it's like it's like a guy who was a vaudeville star who is like pretty much broke and gets led into film kind of by accident because he starts out as a stuntman right and then works up from the rankings from there but then they also really go into a lot of like how fake hollywood is and how like you have to kind of put on airs to still stay successful in it Mm -hmm. yeah like their fake relationship um yeah when this movie was first coming out his role was a not gonna be him it was gonna be somebody else and i don't know remember who it is but it was um going to be a western star moving on to uh like a big film star like yeah. just how it was in like hail caesar hmm. where yeah. they got um aaron einreich right that's his alden name, right? alden einreich um <laughs> this guy <laughs> that was exactly like his thing he was a western star went and just got cut because he was that's pretty the looking other movie guy we're thinking of because it plays off of this a lot yeah um but uh they changed it to have him be a vaudeville star instead when Kelly took the role. Yeah. But yeah, like I that was the part that I never even remembered going back into this movie. That fucking viol that fiddle scene was so good. Oh my god. <laughs> like I, I I even like wrote it down on my phone that the best actors in this movie are the people that boo <laughs> after that fiddle scene cuz that whole sequence is so good. <laughs> it's so damn it's like good. When you see people drink champagne glasses through each other's arms, and, but they did <laughs> oh that with God. fiddles. They right. found every single yeah, right. possible way to have two men play the fiddle together, uh-huh. and it's so goddamn good. Yeah, really good. It was good. It was like watching a life of a relationship play out, but I, with fiddles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like the beginning of Up with fiddles. With well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh that whole intro was really cool on like yeah. how 
him and O'Connor were buddies all growing up. Like yep. broke. Came up Scallywags. through. And while he's telling the story, he's embellishing it. And you're yeah. seeing the real life and that's, story. Yeah, that's what I out. love about it. Where it's like, it's a lot of like, a lot of like the speaking in it is the, is like the, uh, the, the set aside. And then the real stuff you actually see played out in front of you. Uh-huh. Like he's talking about, like you like listen to like his dialogue and he's like talking about, Coming up in a very aristocratic family, and then uh-huh. going to the the finest acting school. Right. And meanwhile, you're like watching him like going to dance it. for dimes, and then like, <laughs> going vaudeville, <laughs> yeah. going a vaudeville tour, and then uh-huh. he, and then there's even like a scene where like there's even like a part where he slips up where he says, "We were stranded." I I mean we were uh, <laughs> we went to Hollywood to make yeah. it big. Yeah. <laughs> and offers were pouring down while he's just like yeah, standing and he's like, standing in the, in the rain. rain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good yeah but yeah like you can see like that bullshit where like you have to present yourself as like this well-known act like this very successful uh person who became an actor even though in in real life you're just this bum who is very talented and just kind of stumbled into this life right but but at the same time like had the talent to do so. He just yeah, was he never was handpicked. Super talented. And he just happened to catch his lucky break. Yeah. And I like that um his buddy was always like drug along with him too and also like got his comeuffins, you know, kind like Kind of. I kind of felt badly for him cuz he was just as talented. He just wasn't as good. Well, we were talking about it before you came I just, in. Yeah, I just yeah. love like I I very much appreciate like I said this before, but I very much appreciate like the best friend role in films. Like, like, uh, like Samwise Ganji from Lord of the Rings, even though I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, but just like those, but like those, those characters where they go above and beyond just for somebody else. Like, I love that. And that's what, that's what I feel like Cosmo is in this Mm -hmm. where like, he's willing to take that back, that background role. Yeah, but part of me was like, but But Gene Kelly keeps like pointing him out. Like, I couldn't have done it without my buddy. But, but a part is, of me was like, damn. But he did, you could tell he gets a lot of uh, side action. But his buddy also gets he gets like, I guess promoted. He gets, like he he goes from playing the piano to being the music t- coordinator right, to being like right, a producer. Right, right. Yeah. Like and while there was a cute redhead talking to him, so oh yeah, I he, guess I that know. dude's probably slanging tang all <laughs> all day every day. Slanging fifties tang. I'll take another beer, Troy. Oh sure. Get it on it. But, yeah, I just, I love, like... <laughs> Slang and tang. Since we're talking about that first part, I love the dude that goes bonkers for Zelda. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's really kind of creepy. <laughs> I show him once. He's like, Zelda! We, like, stopped and looked at each other at the same time, like, you saw that, right? That was creepy, even in 2018. But but even like in presenting like the red carpet couples, it's like they show how fake Hollywood is. Where like the announcer is describing it one way, but it's completely different. Where like Zelda's going on there with this old gross dude, and she's yeah. like, "Look at this fresh young couple, aren't yeah. they so wonderful?" Right. right. And it's like she's fucking him for his money. <laughs> no, she she alludes to that. Hollywood's I thought it was most funny. eligible bachelor. When she said Hollywood's yeah. mo- I laughed at that because it was yeah. like clear that but it was like no, a fat old rich like, guy. But you're listening to the announcer present it one way but like oh. in reality you're seeing it where it's like it's just an old dude with a very young oh, chick. Oh see I took it as super funny because it was like right on the nose. It, it, no, it, it is funny. It is funny. It's that, ironic. But it's yeah. like 
they're like they're not they're not like lying to you like they're just twisting the she truth. also says it like right at them like they are she's not <laughs> yeah. even like a side commentator she's literally in the middle of the red carpet yeah and they walk up and she's like and this eligible bachelor and he's clearly like 85 <laughs> yeah. years like, old yeah I he's mean, like she, bar- he's limping up the fucking she's like red carpet pre-joan rivers is what she is <laughs> uh, um so this let's talk about some of the songs here because mm. like the songs are written for this first or the songs were gathered first yeah there are and two there's only two original songs in this yeah it's oh really do yeah you, oh, oh chelsea do, which ones which ones do you think are the original ones not singing in the rain no, no. singing in the rain was actually used in six different films yeah, before this i figured that yeah. when she was on stage and the whatever um Oh, the girl one where it's like the stripper gram girls. No, no, that one's crap. I wrote down what they were. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, I remember it too. It's uh, that Moses, long ass Moses musical supposes. cut. Yeah, Moses supposes and Moses make him laugh. Yeah, those are the only original songs for the Moses. I was losing my shit on Moses supposes. Moses supposes, I thought was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was that f- dialect coach they put through the fucking ringer <laughs> for no reason, and it is so good. <laughs> they really give him the but business. It's, but it's an amazing. That's is another reason why I love Cosmo in this. Is like there's like a bunch of scenes like that and make him laugh are scenes where like Don Lo- Lockwood is just like kind of going through hell, where he's like trying to do this shit, and then Cosmo he's mo- like making faces. yeah, and then Cosmo moves in and tries to make it fun for him, or tries to like kind of mm-hmm. liven the mood for him. Yeah. And that's why I love Cosmo in this. He's just I like. I feel like it's you and Troy. The more you go on about <laughs> loving being a best friend, it's like an ode to your relationship. Can I just point that out? I'm just going to say it. To be honest, I actually see this movie as like the three of ours relationship. Oh, right. There we have it. You've never said it. That, that should have been your best man speech. Just go see Sing in the Rain. You can see our yeah. whole story. Yes. Period. No, I Drink want. Up. You should have interpreted Dance Sing it in out. the Rain. Peace. <laughs> cutest thing he's ever said, and it's uh, on record. It's hard to read my notes because Macy scribbled all over them. She's <laughs> good. Um, scribbles though. But yeah, no, I just love Cosmo in this because he, he always moves really in and he always livens. Like if Don Lockwood's down, he livens the mood. And then if Don Luckwood has no ideas and he moves in and gives him ideas and is not bitching about whether or not he gets credit for it or not. Like, I love that shit. And um, just while we're staying on um, Moses poses and make him laugh, even though it was in, quote, an original song, some guy came in during the making of that song saying that sounds awfully familiar. And here is a song called Be a Clown. Yeah. Well, fuck that guy. <laughs> they never got sued for plagiarism, but uh, that's yeah. be a clown right there. Uh, very similar to make him laugh. I think this says it's from the Singing in the Rain uh, original cast recording. So I wonder if they just switched that out for maybe make him laugh. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, because make him make be a clown would be a weird song for that. Yeah, that scene. But yeah, I love make him laugh. Where 
Yeah, I don't. I don't even in. I guess this might have been the stage show, but I don't even see. Make and did em you laugh. read the facts for "Make Him Laugh"? Because "Make Him Laugh" sounds like a fucked the, up si- just situation. Just a dance number. Yeah. Yeah, I read some of that. <laughs> so stuff. Go ahead. Donald O'Connor uh, did the entire scene for "Make Him Laugh," and it's if you watch it, it's fucked up. Where when he did it, <laughs> he uh, was in the hospital for a week from exhaustion. And severe rug burns. And then after he got out of the hospital, he came back and Gene Kelly was like, that was amazing. We need you to do it again because the camera wasn't working. (laughs) So he did it again. I feel like that would happen to you. (laughs) Like, as you're saying that, I'm like, I want to be like, I'm sorry, Joel. Yeah. I so yeah. So he did this. He did this whole bit twice. Well, they paid his medical bills. In the fifties, you kidding? They probably didn't have medical bills at the time. <laughs> kidding me, bro? Fifties was the golden era. You know what I mean? Baby boomers or whatever. Whoa, easy Google. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Chill out over there. I turned off that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'll show you dominance. Um, there's uh still on the musical numbers. Uh, singing in the rain. This is a very popular fact, but I'm going to say it nonetheless. Gene Kelly did it while he was incredibly sick. Rumor has it they had 101 or 103 degree fever. Yeah, he had 110 fever before he did something. 110, in the rain. he'd be dead. Okay. Yeah, do you know <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was hold on. I mean, not to brag. I read the fact all, and he but... said that they calculated him at 110 fever before he did sing in the rain. He would be like in a coma. It had Let to be see. at least 101. 103 Maybe is what I read. Maybe 101, then. I read 103. Well, at most 103, at least 101. At craziest, 110. Yeah, 110, his brain would be boiling in his skull. <laughs> not That's not true. Like a soupy gray mess. <laughs> soupy gray matter. Soupy gray mess. Um, but anyway, Singing in the Rain, he did while doing very ill. Yeah. And he didn't really... Um, wasn't feeling up to it, but he's like, I'll do one take. Um, and that's the take that, and they, that's have the take the- they have <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Yep. They only had it blocked out at the beginning of his, of the alley and at the end of the alley. And so they just filmed it with two cameras instead of actually like planning it out and to film it differently. Yep. And he just did through it, ad libbed the dances. And that's the take that you see in the movie. Pretty much. Damn. And the coat that he wore was wool, so it absorbed all the fucking water that hit it. <laughs> so it's like that that coat probably weighed like fifty pounds. <laughs> Granted, like it's not the sick. most active dance number in the whole thing. It's a good dance number, but it is, it's yeah. not it's not make him laugh or anything like that. No. But um it is really it's it was, really good. And it it's great. like it's the most, the most iconic yeah. scene. Yeah, it yeah, it is. It's the namesake. And they even tried to film the scene at night one time, but they couldn't because people were using their water so they didn't have enough water pressure. So they had to wait for very early in the morning to film it. Yeah. Because they that was the only time they could get enough water pressure to actually have all the rain come out. Right. And then they had to block off like two blocks of something and darken it so it looked like night. Because they didn't have the capability to just do it. Like, in post. So they, like, <laughs> they blocked off with high so walls. So what you're saying is they blocked out the sun. Essentially. The whole sun. Yeah. In Hollywood, they have a, an unlimited budget with $2.5 million. <laughs> that was the budget of the film. Back then, though, that no was shit. probably a ton of money. 
And this um, movie did go over budget. And Jesus. because of only because one of dance rain. number, can you guess which one it is? Was it the Broadway one? Yeah. Oh, I hate the that one that I, I for- hate the most. I forgot this because this movie is crazy because out of nowhere, they're just like, let's present a completely different thing that doesn't involve this movie at all. And uh-huh. it goes on for like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. They needed and a it's whole Broadway ballet sequence took like probably 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And it's just Gene Kelly yeah. explaining Gene, yeah. what the end of the movie should be. No, he's explaining what the beginning should be. Oh, what whatever yeah, it he is. He says like I want to I want we're we're filming this other this this new dance scene and it's about where this kid comes into New York and he's like saying that this is like the opening of the the scene Cavalier. Yeah. And it's and it is also like a meta thing where it's kind of also like Gene Kelly's like character in Singing in the Rain. Like, yeah, it kind of well, takes yeah. like a lowly her, guy. I took it as her. Cause she was the one. Well, who's it, like, it's kind of she both wanted their to journeys. go to Broadway. Yeah, it's it's both their journeys. Really, it's like they came from nothing. They go into like the big city yeah. and try to make it, and then they finally get there. And they but make like it be a I like how he's doing it because like they present it where it's like he's going back to his roots, where they present. Like where he is at that point, as like he's just complete. What's so funny? I'm really tired, and I was thinking <laughs> when you said going back to his roots, all I could think of was the show Roots. Jesus, not <laughs> the slave show. And I'm like, that's not right. My brain is misfiring. <laughs> but I started laughing, and I can't. I don't know. But but no, they present it where like he when the when the movie first opens, like he's. Even though he is accepting the fact that, like, he came from nothing, he's still kind of all up in, like, the Hollywood glamour. Mm -hmm. When, like, he first sees Debbie Reynolds and she's like, oh, that's not really talent. And he's like, what? What do you mean? I'm really talented. Everyone tells me I'm talented every day. His buddy confirmed it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) His buddy confirmed it by accidentally saying the exact same thing. Yeah. Seen one, you've seen them all. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, but no, so they, they present it with that, where like he thinks he's the best performer in the world, and yet he's kind of seen where like he's almost kind of in a rut and he never really realized it. And now, when he's describing what he wants the beginning of the scene Cavalier to be, he's talking, he is embracing the fact that the fact that he did come from nothing made him a better performer than if he were to just come into movies altogether. Because he's embracing like vaudeville and everything and like Mm -hmm. how about and like they even get to that point where it's like all the dancing numbers that he does throughout the country are the same thing with different costumes Mm -hmm. which is pretty much what movies are yeah i i didn't like that part of the film like i didn't either it took a long time to get through and i'm like is he still just saying that this is like what the beginning of the movie should be like it's a lot it's a big waste of time if they ended that sequence with the produ- or the big production head studio being like, I don't like that, scrap it. Maybe I would like it more <laughs> because it went through this whole thing for a big long con to be like, no, nah, don't like it. But I, I do still like how they ended it, though, where it was like, gotta see sounds good, film. but I gotta see it. Where it's like we watched everything that was going on in his head and he was like, okay, 
I don't know what it is though, but I, I think I, I think I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'll see it on film, and then I was like, you're gonna film yeah. all that shit. Oh my god, RF is the biggest fucking doofus. <laughs> I, I like it. him a lot. Though. I love RF so much. <laughs> but uh, more on that Broadway ba- uh, ballet, it took an extra six hundred thousand dollars to film that. Yeah, which ended up being a fifth of the budget just for that one dance number. Jesus. Yeah, and the, it, the whole movie. I will give it to you that it is pretty much useless to compare to the rest of the film, but I, I did kind of like it. <laughs> it was amazing. Like because, it was a big vehicle for the talent of Gene yeah, Kelly. Yeah, and it, and it presents it and it presents itself in a way different way than the rest of the movie did. So you can totally see it, like because his when he at this point he realizes his love is the stage and that whole Broadway. Uh, that Broadway ballet presents itself as like a stage performance. Like everything looks like a, like a set. And I, that's what I really like about it. Like even down to the conveyor belt where he's walking down the streets of New York, like that, that's, that's just conveyor belts. That's just like conveyor belts where people are just kind of like standing, like looking at things and he's walking in place. Then he's walking on a treadmill and there's people going by him. Like I, I really like that. And it's like creative ways of showing this, a guy coming from nothing to something to realizing that being something is really nothing and then embracing what he was before. It's pretty much the entire story of singing in the rain, but in the, in a 15 minute segment that looks like it's all taking place on a stage. Yeah. At the same time That's though, I don't need shit. to watch singing in the rain twice. That is some deep, deep shit. Yeah, but this is there. like singing in the rain, but presented in a different way. Like yeah. there was like, that but I'm fucking... already watching Singing in the Rain. <laughs> but that uh, that fucking it's a movie in a movie. They're already doing a movie in a movie. They don't need to do a movie in a movie in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but movie. That fucking scarf scene is badass. It though. is awesome. Oh it my was ri- god. They're like visually that whole scene is amazing. It's the way they cut it super too. Poppy in color. That ballet scene with the scarf is awesome. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be in the movie. Like it just adds to its runtime. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does add to its runtime, but, and it does feel out of place, but I liked it. <laughs> like, that's just, yeah. that's just all I can, like, all I can really say. Like, I can see all your arguments where it's like, it's pointless, it doesn't need to be in here, it just feels like they're adding on time, but I really liked it. <laughs> Both me and Chelsea also agreed that there's another dance, or a, a dance and song sequence in this that were like, why is this in here? Beautiful girl? Beautiful yes! girl! <laughs> like, I thought it was funny. They do, like, this weird, like, Vogue, so like, model scene where they're the going lyrics? through where it's like, tennis anyone? <laughs> no, but that was weird, but the lyrics, he was talking about how she's 16. Oh, yeah, the there's like, yeah, there's, like, one where it's like, and you're still, and you're over, sweet 16. I thought it said over, and he was like, no, I think it said she is 16. So we were, like, arguing about it. Yeah. But no, I remember watching this with Molly, and then she was like, I would hate this number, but I love all this fashion. Yeah. So but she, I, I was, was just sitting there like, what that is one? the point like, of this fashion? Jacket lined with monkey fur. And I'm like, <laughs> that is gross. <laughs> he actually said that out loud to me. Also, uh, before Make Him Laugh, there is a very, very offensive blackface is scene. That? 
where they show people that are in Africa wearing oh yeah skin yeah, tight right. black bodysuits wearing like African it. garb. It's not like a minstrel kind of show where they have like okay. the black face yeah. and the big pink. No, it's like things. it's like a, a scene that's supposed to take place in Africa, and it's white guys wearing full. Uh, skin tight black bodysuits wearing African garb. It. Yeah, That's and awful. it's like Jesus. I, I noticed it. They didn't really like. No, they don't point it out, but it's going it on in the background. Make a lot of attention to it, but it's when they're like walking through the sound studio. Oh, yeah. There's like different. Right before make them laugh, they're kind of walking African through mask or something. But I was not paying attention to the whole screen. Yeah, so they're like walking through and like they're showing all the sets in the background, which are really really cool and well well put together. Mm-hmm. But like the initial one is just people standing around in like f- like skin tight black bodysuits. Wearing African garb, where I'm like, <laughs> troublesome. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I got any more things here in my notes. Um, what were your uh, some of your favorite numbers in this? Besides like Broadway ballet that you're just going on about forever. Just kidding. you're going on about Broadway ballet forever. <laughs> I, I like Broadway ballet, but it's not like my favorite. I my I think my favorite is Make Them Laugh, and. Uh, Moses supposes, mm-hmm. and uh, I just love how the three of them interact with each other in Good Morning. Yeah, I like. Good I think Morning those are too. probably my three favorites. Um, I like Moses supposes make them laugh. Um, I liked Good Morning. The I remember it this time, and actually, my mom, like every once in a while, would sing that to us when we'd be waking up in the morning because she's like a big <laughs> musical nut. And so, like, I remember her just going, good morning, good morning. And, like, that's what's stuck in my head. And I'm like, oh, this is where it comes from. I also like singing in the rain. That's good. Yeah, singing um, in the rain is just iconic. Yeah. <laughs> um, But those are it. Those are the ones that stand out for me, too, I think. But I also like the opening number with the violins and stuff, too. Oh, it's so good. So, like... I mean, Gene Kelly is a killing it. Like, he I is. was watching his feet just, like, yeah. astounded. He's at a the stud muffin. It makes me want to learn <laughs> tap dancing. Yeah, kind of. But then at the same time, <laughs> I don't want to, like, break my ankles or anything like he that. He is, either. like, a stud. Yeah. He like, is In comparison so to handsome. a lot of leading men now, I feel like he's, like, well, back then they used to be, like, a triple threat. They could sing, act. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. We and dance. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he was, like, a more burly dancer. Like, he still is, like, a man's man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he always is. I was reading about There's that There's so many scenes where they just zoom in on his face, and he just looks into your soul, where you're like, oh, my God. Am I gay? <laughs> <laughs> damn it. I, w- I was even looking at him like, damn, Gene Kelly. Damn. I, I wanted to know, like, how old he was in this. So I looked it up. He was 40 and when Debbie this And Debbie Reynolds made. was 19. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. Well... But everybody, like, it was hard to At gauge. At least she's over, sweet 16. <laughs> oh, it's hard God. to gauge because, like, everyone back then, I think, always looks older than what they were. Yeah. Like, anybody now that's, like, 20, I'd be like, you're obviously 20. But, like, yeah. they could be 20 and look 50 back then and be like, that's just how you look. That's what the world does to you in 1940 There's a 50. lot of makeup in those films, though, too. Even the men. Yeah. They had different film makeup, so yeah. that probably adds to it. Um, some of the medicine uh, stuff in this as well is like obviously they're uh, taking it to MGM um, as them being they're actually making this singing in the rain movie, but like 
in what was monumental pictures was the yeah. the studio in this and yeah. they're just taking jabs at movie studios and this a little bit yeah um the whole silent film to talkie industry they make they take real life things that happened and uh put them in this film even the screenwriters i found out um bought a home from a previous silent film star who lost all of his wealth when the talkies came into town. Yeah. Like, it's all wrapped up in that old Hollywood oh, yeah. type shit. I, I, I'm kind of curious if there were, like, talkie films made with how bad the Dueling Cavalier was. I, I almost kind of want to... there are. Yeah, and I want to see them. <laughs> like, the <laughs> like, early talkies? Yeah. Just being, like, how like, bad they are? With, like, the, the pearls hitting up against the microphone. I loved that. And yeah, just, that was really hilarious. good. That whole thing was, when I thought, really well done. he drops stick and then comes down to Yeah, her, when like, he throws the stick and it sounds like a gun went off. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Those pearls, though. Those pearls, I felt like that is, a, like, a relevant effect to, like, now. Yeah. Like, it felt current. I... <laughs> just liked all that subtle comedy in this because I think all the that comedy really in this mm-hmm. you were saying that it holds up yeah, and I'm even like, the di- I think it, it does just the dialogue is so good because it's just like people giving small jabs here and there mm-hmm. there's one that really hit me where uh, Gene Kelly's looking for Debbie Reynolds and he runs into one of the dancers that she was dancing with and it's like uh, uh, it was like something oh, where it's like talking about how can she you see- and- yeah you can show me a thing or two, and it's like, I've got no time for that, or something, <laughs> where it's like, or, like, uh, can I show you a thing or two? And he's like, no, I have no time for that, where it's like, he's, like, insinuating that, like, he doesn't have time to see if she knows that something. <laughs> no, she wanted to, like, do him. Oh, yeah. Okay, just making sure you no, know No, 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 I get that, but it's like, she's presenting it as a way where it's like, I want to bang you, and he's presenting it where it's like... I'm, I don't have enough time to time see if you, yeah I don't have enough time to see if you know something. <laughs> uh, I actually like disagree with you. I thought when she uh, said in the car that she, when she was acting like she had never seen his movies, I thought that made her feel very modern. No, no, I love I love all that. I love where she's uh, kind of like brushing him off and being like, "Oh yeah, I've never watched movies. I'm more into theater," and that like drives him insane. I love that, but then when he re- when she revisits him, and then she gives herself away, where it's like I, I I've actually seen all your movies. See, I didn't hate it though. and stuff. I get what you're saying, but I didn't hate that. I actually felt like it felt mm-hmm. like a modern, like something modern. Like I could see myself saying that, being like, "I'm cool." Yeah, you're with somebody who's like super famous and is trying to impress you, and you're like, "No, I'm just gonna hold my own and act like I don't know your stuff because you think you're awesome." Yeah, which he yeah. was being pretty smug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and he was like I get all that. over had his arm around her as she's driving him, and she's just like, "Yeah, no. Once you've seen them all, or seen one, you've seen them all." And yeah. I'm like, "Good for you for holding your own." I thought that was actually pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I know I get that. And then that. later, she has feelings for him, and she like admits, like, "Yeah, I've seen your movies." Like, yeah. you were just being a dick. No, I get that. And I was playing hard to get. I get that, but I would have liked it more if she wasn't playing hard to get and she actually did not give a shit about him. Okay, classic <laughs> JT. No, but I would have, because it's like... Okay. The fact that, like... He's just crying into a can of tuna. But the, know, <laughs> but the fact apartment. that she does admit that she saw all of his movies means that she was pining for him. I would have liked it a lot more if it, like... Completely off the bat, she legit did not give a shit about him. And that he does depend on her 
to really get his career going as opposed to like her kind of like pining over him and then I that get whole... it i get it i get it i'm just saying i felt i thought it. Felt no I, I still think she's a pretty strong character for that time though like they do do a lot more with her than i thought they would given the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because he really fights to make sure that her name is on there and things like that and then yeah when that and she does a lot actress is trying to screw over he like plots a way to embarrass that actress regardless yeah. of contract or anything and she does a lot to help him too she's the one that comes up with making oh, the yeah. dueling cabinero like, musical says it in front of everybody like this is the voice this is the person you love yeah so i think he like gives her credit yeah man delish you know oh i th- did i Delete Did you it? fart? No. <laughs> there. Oh, okay. So I did. I did take a screenshot of this. So, what was funny is that in the movie, Gene Hagen has that shrill voice, and yeah. she's dubbed over by Debbie Reynolds. But in actuality, while Gene Hagen was being quote dubbed over, she was just using her normal voice. Yeah. And technically, Debbie Reynolds was lip syncing with Gene Hagen's voice. Yeah. And so that was a fun little thing. And then when Gene Hagen's character was supposed to be singing and Debbie Reynolds was singing for her, that mm-hmm. was another actress's voice. Yeah. That was then dubbed in that they, everybody else was lip syncing over, mm-hmm. which was also fun to listen to. An inception. Of dubbing. In- <laughs> dubbing Inception. That was... and But they also... I liked that the fact that they did that in the filming of this, also in making of the movie in the movie in this, too. Mm-hmm. Another meta concept. God, you could, the, guys, play a drinking game with how many times meta is said. <laughs> but this movie is meta! Yeah. It is! I get it, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, get it, your booze out, It does present itself as, as a movie that's trying to pull back the curtain and being like, this is how full of shit Hollywood is. Mm-hmm. And Because like, I remember watching this where I'm like, this person does not like movies. <laughs> 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 like watching this where it's like you can see like they do so many things to just show how clueless people in the movie industry are even rf is such a clueless <laughs> clots in this <laughs> like there's like so many things like there's like, clots there's small lines that rf delivers where it's like so fucking funny where it's like uh there's like one where they talk about like how uh Lena's not gonna like this, and he's like, "Well, I don't care what Lena thinks. I'm the head of the studio. Just make sure you don't. She doesn't know." (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, even though like he tries to like, like fucking buck up about like how powerful he is, he still kind of cowers when he thinks about what the actors are gonna, how the actors are gonna Uh take it. Yeah, yeah. But then he totally is awesome and pulls that rope that that scene where the three men pull the rope for yeah. the curtain when he when he sings great. horribly to sing in the <laughs> no i just like when he they pull up that the curtain yeah all three of them because they were real into it mm-hmm. we both laughed like <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah really good really good stuff all around um anything else you guys want to bring up about the movie oh anything man else i because i went through all of my notes I've done it. Yeah, got I through I've... them all. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I think I'm through it. Good. I'm glad. I'm great, guys. You're great. I'm done. I'm really tired. <laughs> I've been up since 3 a.m. 
3.15. Yeah. I had... You had a nice nap in the middle. I had a nice nap in the middle, but I was up at 2.30, so... I've in had, your face. <laughs> I have had zero naps. Um, I've slept pretty good. Send, I, have a, I have a pretty, I have a pretty good regular sleeping schedule, everybody. <laughs> I hope your dog keeps you up all night. I hope both dogs keep you up no, now. It's pretty good. Bucket, bucket is uh, adjusted to my sleeping schedule. Well, that's mm, good. How about it? Wait till you have a kid, man. I'm gonna rub in your face. Good. I'm gonna rub your face in it, like. Rub your face in your like rub pee. your face in my kid. Yeah, I'm gonna rub your face in your kid. <laughs> like uh, weird. So. This movie isn't streaming free anywhere, but you can find it on Amazon Prime. Pretty yeah. cheap. Um, but with that, would you guys recommend people to go out and rent this movie? Yeah, duh. Absolutely. This is probably one of my Get favorite cultured, movies. Get cultured, peeps. I would recommend purchasing this movie. It's actually it's, yeah. on our baby daughter's Christmas list this year on Amazon. It's. Ooh, I think it's one of... I'm going to put it up there. One of the best movies ever made. In yeah. my opinion. No, it's up there as one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. So, like, maybe that spoils the grade a little bit. Oh, F. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what would you grade this movie since we didn't really go into spoilers? or Well, we did go into full spoilers of the movie. Yeah, it's fully spoiled. But um, what would you guys grade it? Oh, I'll give it an A plus, including Broadway ballet. You fucks. Oh, I. Okay, leave me out of the fucks that you just sent out. <laughs> no, I, just, I you know, but no, I just I love it all the way through. Even though, even with even my though critiques, she plays hard to get. Even with my critiques on uh, on Debbie Reynolds' character in this, I still think for the time it's pretty forward thinking. Yeah. To make her such a big part of his success. I I love it all the way through. Like the the dancing numbers are so hard <laughs> and yeah. well choreographed. And the like, Good Morning, they seem like a fucking well oiled machine. With mm-hmm. this, it's like three people sharing the same mind almost at certain points. Like mm-hmm. they move together in such synchronization, it's insane. I don't think a movie like this could ever possibly be made today. No, I don't think. Because so I kept thinking that too. I was like. I just can't see people like even if, being able to. Yeah, even if you found people that. with this skill, like you would have a studio executive being like, "Don't have a name to be themselves. It won't make any money. Fuck it, we're not gonna make it." Mm. But it's like you get Gene Kelly, Debbie Reynolds, and uh, that guy. Yeah, Donald O'Hare. Donald Donald O'Connor. Donnie the, boy. The three of them yeah. work together in such a way, and probably under the. The strict tutelage of Gene Kelly <laughs> to the point where the, it's just I was thinking so it well done. Probably grueling, the practices. Yeah. And they didn't have YouTube to be able to teach themselves, so they went through years of yeah. like probably professional classes, just, too. Especially, Not Debbie Reynolds. She just got pushed into it and was just like, you better learn this right quick. Really? Yeah. 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 But like, especially coming off of like Mission Impossible, where we praise it so much, we praise it so much for like the practical effects, mm-hmm. and now we're going onto this where it's it all of it is practical dancing and tap dancing and mm-hmm. singing. It's just, in the rain. Yeah, <laughs> of all things, <laughs> <laughs> you like especially getting to this point. I'm appreciating so much just like the the raw talent people have to actually present themselves and actually present stunts. 
that they're doing that's You're not right. that's not computer generated and i fucking love that shit I mean, this is a fucking a plus mm-hmm. not just an a plus a fucking a plus <laughs> exactly that's a high level highest level you can ever give for joel <laughs> i am gonna give this movie an a because i do feel like that broadway number at the end bloats the film it did take me out of it and i'm like where yeah. is this going even though they follow it up like it is it's like 15 minutes long <laughs> it is very long like it's unnecessary. I may have gotten up for a drink at that point. I feel like the only reason it's in the movie is for Gene Kelly's vanity. But I liked it. <laughs> it's but at the same time, it's a great number, but it doesn't need to be in the movie. Even the the random Scarface mob boss that's just flipping his coin? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> but an A is a high enough praise. Like it's like a perfect movie besides that for me. Chelsea, what would you grade it? Then mm, A. There you go. Any? That's it. All right. Fair enough. Short and sweet, peeps. Watch it. All right. Just tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can't contain this. Apparently, I cannot. <laughs> That's Singing in the Rain. First stop on our... Singing out the sewer. To- singing, singing out the sewer. Singing out yeah, the summer like, tour. Jesus Christ. Singing out the summer tour. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Singing out singing the sewer. The yeah, singing out the sewer. Damn it. God damn it. I fucked it up. God, birds. No, just kidding. Um, uh, you guys should make them watch Brigadoon. Oh, my God. Don't, hear what, you know what? Every I, time I have a movie suggestion, you guys never, ever, ever watch it. Ever. Every Ever. time you come up with a movie suggestion, it makes no sense on why we should do it. <laughs> it's a classic film. Brigadoon, yes it is, but the other one you were saying that we should do forever, who cares? No about one's that ever movie? heard of it. You should still check you should still take <laughs> suggestions, guys. Alright, I'm taking your suggestion hey, and I'm turning it out to the stuff. toilet. <laughs> Brigadoon Brigadoon is still on the table. But that other one you wanted me to watch about dressmaking? No thanks. Kate Winslet gonna... fucking kicks ass in that. And it's Kate Winslet super depressing. Can suck Joel. it. I don't care about Kate Winslet. It's a good <laughs> ass movie. Maybe it is, but it has no relevance whatsoever. God, you guys suck. Hey, Marriage Coral, give me a beer. Hey, right. you're part of it. This is a three way fight. <laughs> That's right. Seriously, guys. Maybe, just maybe. Anyway. Something I like. Brigadoon. Um. Next, no, we'll get into what else we've been into, and then we'll get into what's coming up next week. Is yeah. there anything else you've been into, uh, JT, this last week? What about week? Chelsea? What, what have you Chelsea? been into? Have you been into anything else? I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have notes. Uh, well, I really haven't been into anything else this last week it's either. It's uh, a, a bit of a roller coaster with the baby body <laughs> cast sure. change out. I'm sure. Yeah. 2K18. Um, what have I been into? I know I've been watching. It's somebody else. I got to think. Okay, well, I'll go then. Uh, I watched Super Troopers 2. Oh, yeah. Finally. Was it worth the hype? Eh. That's all you got. There are, there are things that I laughed really loud at, but, but it's, it's not a, as eh. good as the first one. Yeah, I, figured I wasn't it wouldn't. even going to watch it. They're like, how old now? There's even, something? there's even things that they bring up from the first one that is like eye-rollingly bad. Where they're just like, they remember this? We're like, oh. Mm-hmm. But beyond, but there are 
there are scenes in it that I was belly laughing at. There are some really good things in it. So if you if you are a big fan of the first Super Troopers, I say go ahead and check it out. Both like, of the walls. There's going to be enough events in there where you're going to still have fun. Is Farva still but, there? Yeah. They okay. actually have like a pretty funny ongoing thing with him where they make him the uh dispatch again oh, God. but like the new place that they're at like the dispatch thing like shorts out and shocks people <laughs> so like, there's so many times there's like farva and he goes to get it and he shocks himself <laughs> that's all they, i needed to hear and they do it in a way where like sparks shoot out like really fucking far oh my god and there's even one where like they hide it in his locker so he opens the door and he accidentally touches them like guys i'm losing sperm over here <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see it now. So I love when people there's get still, shocked. There's still some funny moments in it, but like, mm. Mm. but be warned that there are parts in this where you're gonna be like, oh my god, this is so fucking stupid. Okay, like the first five minutes of this are is really dumb. And I was like, if this doesn't pick up in like the next five minutes, I'm gonna fucking turn this thing off. <laughs> but then it then they start diving into like them actually working together as like. A police squad where I'm like, okay, thank God, I'm back on board. Okay. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say go out of your way for it, but if you're a big Super Troopers fan, check it out. Okay. I got mine. All right. I actually watched it while you guys were recording last week. Uh, Making it with oh, Amy Poehler yeah, and Nick Offerman. Right. I was born to be a contestant on that show, and I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I should be a contestant on that. Well, show. there you go. Submit right yourself. In. I would fucking win right Submit. in write your congressman get in that shit <laughs> congressman? yeah write our illinois congressman <laughs> was it jim satia i don't even know <laughs> god <laughs> just a piece of shit nah i don't know oh, i don't think jim satia's a piece of shit Take that satia <laughs> you piece of shit Jesus. anyway i really like the show i think Poor it's really jim fun satia. They compete for badges, like they almost like something from Parks and Rec, where it was like the the goddesses, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they have badges, almost like the Girl Scouts, and mm-hmm. that's what they win when they win these small challenges. And I think the end prize is a hundred grand, which whatever. I kind of like the British. Thing whatever, like the badges more. Honestly, like, <laughs> I just want badges. Well, Fuck money that I can no. use for my family. I've gotten into more of like the British competitions, like Great British Bake Off, where they don't give you prize money. It's yeah. more of the prestige and like of doing something well yeah and i'm kind of was i'm i don't know i'm kind of over the america like and then you win a hundred thousand dollars capitalism but there was some they they have really some pretty talented craftsmen on there that are like they made some cool stuff is that is that on hulu yeah sweet i think the second episode airs this week on hulu sweet but yeah no it was really good and they're both super cute and they're like kind of play into like their stereotype characters but not really i mean they're still like their normal mm. selves and they have people who do a ton of different yeah. art forms there's paper paper craftsmen and then mm-hmm. there's woodworkers and it's it's cool it's really cool that's right my on. only thing i was able to sneak in right on this week well, uh, I also saw they had the season premiere for season four of Better Call Saul. Still never watched it. This past week. I If you miss Breaking Bad, just get into Better Call Saul because it's what made in the, in the exact... You don't like Breaking Bad? I liked it, but when it was done, I was done. That's fine. That is fine. But if you, like, that if was you're, good. If you, if you want more, I say, because I just love Vince Gilligan's 
uh, way of presenting stories. Like he's he'll, I'm sure it's good. He'll he'll let a scene play out for ten to fifteen minutes, and then you're like, "Why the fuck am I watching this?" And then he'll have like a small payoff where you're like, "Oh yeah, that's why I'm watching." Oh thank oh this, this is fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> and like everything is like it. that. In, everything is like that in Better Call Saul, where like you're you're pretty much watching Mike just steal a guy's identity and just drive through a warehouse and you're like why is he doing this and it goes on for a long time and you're just i don't understand what what is this what's happening <laughs> i don't understand and then they do like a small thing at the very end of the scene where you're like oh shit that's why oh fuck that was so good and you want to go back and watch it again just to see why Sounds why good. he did all like I, that's why I, it's so good like you know the thing about a prequel series is you know where the character's going to end up. And they still do things with this where uh, in certain episodes they'll do flash forwards where it's in black and white where they show where Saul is now and what he's doing and stuff like that where it's like, oh shit, he could die here. But then they cut away and they'll, go, they'll, they'll do a flashback to before he met Walt. And it's good. Like the the opening scene in this episode, it's in black and white where it's like in the future, and there's like a small scene where he's in a taxi cab, and the guy just keeps looking at him in the rearview mirror like really intensely, and he has no idea why, and he looks over, and he has an Albuquerque air freshener, and he's like he lives like in Colorado now, mm. and he has like an Albuquerque air freshener, and it's like, oh shit, and it's just like they're just staring at each other, like it's kind of like this like shared like. I know you kind of thing where it's like, what the fuck is going to happen? And it's like, nothing is happening, but it's the most tense fucking scene. And then it just cut where it's like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> it's so good. Like scene tease without <laughs> even, without even knowing what, what's happening or without anything happening. Like they throw small details into scenes that just up the tension. And it's so Vince Gilligan is fucking amazing. Dang. All right. So I love uh, Better Call Saul. If you miss Breaking Bad in the slightest, check out Better Call Saul. And my last thing, and this is going to nerd out a little bit and maybe even make me seem like kind of a douchebag. Oh, no. But <laughs> The Bachelorette season finale oh my God. was this past and week. And good night, guys. This chick is stupid as fuck. They all are. It's a stupid, and stupid, I love stupid it. show. If you want to feel good about yourself, watch oh The Bachelorette. Oh my god, I cannot believe that's what you're talking about. First of all, her two picks, one of the guys was outed for liking a fuck ton of very racist shit on Instagram. <laughs> and the other one... To her, like they told her that he's a racist. No, no, no. This is after the whole airing of it and stuff, which is hilarious. So that's one of them. The other one is a guy who seems like a nice guy, but he's been through some fucking shit. Like he survived a school shooting. Jesus Christ! And on top of that, his his mom had an affair with his football coach. Where he lives in a small enough town where it was a big fucking deal and, like, his family's ostracized almost. <laughs> so, like, this dude is, like, kind of fucked in the head. And, like, every time, like, she, like, is, like, kind of ignoring him in the slightest, 
he reads into it really fucking hard and is like, oh my god, she's gonna leave me. I don't even know what to do. He's just like stuttering over himself and he's like, she's gonna leave me. I don't know what to do. And he look looks like he's on the verge of suicide the whole fucking season. Every time she like, did you watch every episode? Yeah, we did. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and these these are her her two top picks are this guy who is very clingy and a guy who's a racist. Cool. The racist one. <laughs> oh no. And oh, no. she said that's because she thought that the guy that survived the school shooting was mentally unstable. She said that on the show to his face. <laughs> this woman is disturbed. <laughs> And then when they asked the dude about, like, okay, so shit has come out that you're actually liking very racist Instagram posts. Like, he liked a picture, a, 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 a photoshopped picture of a man throwing a Mexican baby over the border. He liked it. Mm. And they were like, okay, so you're liking this stuff. What's up, dude? And then he did, like, the fucking, like... I was a different person back then. Uh, uh, I'm sorry for those that I offended. And then she was like, we're, we're, we're working through it and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no. That was literally like you don't just, six months ago. Yeah, you don't just get over that shit. And he like legit lives in like a very redneck California town where it's like he's a big farmer and shit. Uh-huh. So it's like, that is the bullshit fucking thing. You're, uh, you're just a piece of shit, dude. And oh my god, I love it. Sickos. And then I guess they do a thing after the Bachelorette called Bachelor in Paradise, where they just combine the cast of the Bachelor and Bachelorette and have them fuck each other in the in like a <laughs> fucking like tropical island. Uh-huh. And I legit cannot wait to watch these horrible Jesus human beings Christ. fuck themselves up. It's almost a fetish how much I love watching these people <laughs> fuck themselves up. Uh, All of them are terrible human beings, and I relish in watching them ruin each other's lives. I somehow respect that. (laughs) (laughs) God. I'm out. All right. Have a good night. See you, see danger. (laughs) He turns off my mic for me. But no, me and, up, I turn off the mic. me and Molly have even started doing this thing where, like, the chick from The Bachelorette did this whole thing where every time she likes somebody, she says, it's like my heart, it's like, it's like my heart recognizes his. So that, that that's like our whole thing me and Molly do now, where it's like, oh my god, you totally found the remote. It's like your heart recognizes me. <laughs> like, she's such an idiot. Oh and everyone god. on this is so dumb. Like, the only person I like from The Bachelorette is this fucking guy named Jordan, who's a male model, uh-huh. and he just is so up, like, up front about how full of himself he is. <laughs> and it's like, at least you're telling the truth. <laughs> There's so many guys on here where they're just, like, these borderline male model-looking dudes where it's like, I just I'm, I just want what's best for you. And he's just like, fuck this. I'm, I love myself. I think I'm the most beautiful man alive. And he will, like, come up. <laughs> right out and tell you and it's like dude i kind of respect you for that <laughs> and he's supposed to be on bachelor in paradise so i can't fucking wait oh uh, perfect perfect <laughs> so yeah i fucking love the bachelor bachelorette now fuck you guys <laughs>
<laughs> All right, fair enough. I will never watch it, but I respect your opinion on that, I suppose. Uh. Um, the only thing that I've been into this week I haven't yet gotten into, but they have just released today the relaunched Fantastic Four number one. Yeah. Um, and uh, now that Fox is a part of Disney... And it was kind of led up to this where they're going to release this book because it hasn't come out in five years, this book or whatever. And everyone's Mm -hmm. clamoring for it. And it finally came out today. And the guy who's wrote Spider-Man for the last decade is writing it. And it was also the anniversary from when Fantastic Four number one came out. Mm -hmm. And so it was all these things coming together. Oh, shit. And so I'm going to read it maybe tonight before I go to bed and see if it stacks up to all of its hype. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm just looking forward to read Fantastic Four number one. Ooh. That's it. That is it. All right. Uh, Troy, I am curious what your pick, because you said that you were juggling, like, four different things, Four different titles. I think I've made my choice. Okay. And it's what I think I brought up last week. All right. Because, I, that's what I thought your choice was going to be. But, but then I, you said you had a bunch of other ones. I'm because like, oh, shit, I didn't even know if they were in the running. The last few days I was going back and like rethinking what like I remember watching as a kid. And I was talking to my mom today and she brought some up. And I was like, well, now I don't know what to pick. But I'm going to pick Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Okay. It's one of my favorites as a kid. It's one of my mom's favorites. Like, we watched it a lot. Yeah. There is a barn-raising scene in this movie. <laughs> <I know. laughs> You've said this barn-raising scene is awesome. It is phenomenal. <laughs> and I've been listening to the main song of the whole thing that they reprise a lot in it, even if it's just the musical reprise. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to it all week. Oh, my God. So... I'm going to pick Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Okay. Um, I may throw my other choices in, in the poll, um, for the Twitter poll. But I'm curious I, what your other choices are. I'll tell you. Do you want me to tell you now? Uh-huh. Because they'll be on the poll. It's not like I'm okay. leaning towards them now because I've already made my yeah. decision. Yeah. So my other choices were Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Okay. Paint Your Wagon. <laughs> Starring Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood. Oh, my God. Clint Eastwood was in a fucking musical? Uh Uh-huh. Jesus. When he was very young. And Oliver. Yeah. Uh, Those are my other choices. I'm curious about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I don't know about the other two. Okay. Paint Your Wagon, I vaguely remember, but it's like near three hours long. Ugh. Yeah, no. (laughs) I'm not going to watch... Clint Eastwood sing for three hours, and he doesn't sing a lot. And my, from what I, because I, what I gather from my mom, she says that he's not a great singer in general. Yeah, and Lee Marvin's not a great singer, but it works with his character because he's a drunk and an old man. Gotcha. Um, but Oliver, I remember watching a lot as a kid, but I only remember parts of it. I don't remember the whole thing. Yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I've seen a lot. 
Yeah. I know the whole movie. I'd be more up for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. But we're doing Seven Brides. That's fine. Seven Brides. I'm I'm for it because I know uh, Dinosaur Neil has really brought this up as like one of his favorites too. Oh, you might you might be involved in the in the review even no, with we'll our whole Skype thing. It. Yeah, yeah. So we already have already other suggestions for. Uh, we brought this up on the head of the show too. Yeah. We already have suggestions come in. Please bring give us more. Yeah. And we're maybe we'll have two polls up at the same time or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because right now we there have. There you go. We already have like a Twitter only gives you four. Oh, excuse me, four. Yeah. Maybe we'll have two ones of four up at the same time. There you go. And then the winners of those two will be in. Oh yeah, we'll be like the last two weeks or yep. something like that. Yeah. It'll we'll all, we'll make it work. Yeah. But right now we've got a few choices. There you go. But next week, seven brides for seven brothers. I'm curious because you you and Dinosaur Neil have both talked this up quite a bit. I've barely heard of this. It is. So I cannot wait to check it out. <laughs> it's it's good. Before you leave on this TV, I'm going to play you that song I've been <laughs> listening to all week. Okay. Um, I hope you like it. Anyway, so that's going to be next week. Um, okay can't that's it so we're just gonna go to plugs there you go so if people want to tell you about seven brides for seven brothers why can they do that jt you can <laughs> find me a buck for everyone on twitter also bucky for everyone on instagram and hey why not bucky for everyone on snapchat troy you can find me at troy to the max on twitter you can find us both our review review pod on twitter all of our new episodes are also uploaded onto facebook.com slash review review pod yeah. speaking of uploaded episodes you can find them all at review review pod at podbean.com also spotify with the swedish with the, the swedish are into spotify the swedish love spotify <laughs> we just got uh all of our stuff submitted to spotify so it's there we're on Apple Podcasts, so if you do use an Apple product, you can subscribe there, comment, uh, all that stuff. That helps other people find the show if you like it. So the, that's all well and good. We can also find it on Stitcher, Google Play. With that, you should also find us on Google Podcasts, which you could find us on Google Devices. Yeah. I am also working on to get us into Alexa devices if you're into that home automation type stuff. There you go. And that should pretty much do it for that. If you got something long form to say, do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. We will accept your emails. We want to read our fans' emails on the air. We will. Oh, we more than have already. I, I, we had Jude for a, quite a while. That Until was pretty he sweet. must have dried up and died somewhere. Graduated from life. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down there in the Australian Outback. Yeah. Maybe his, his roommate and... won't let him use his email anymore or something. <sighs> Jude, if that's true, beat up your roommate Jude, and let us I'll know. I'll get you an email. I'll make you an email for you. It costs nothing. It it literally is free. I really think he already <laughs> did make his own email. We're just busting his balls at this point. <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh... But that's it. Yeah, that's the show. Next week, Seven Brides, Seven Brothers. Hopefully, everyone can watch it. I think it's another rental on Amazon. It if better anything. be. I, there's no other way I'd be able to be able to see it unless it's free. On I already YouTube. looked it up. It's already a rental on Amazon. Good. You can find it there. I will. I, I'm very curious to watch it. I have yet to see it in its entirety in a f 
good while. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I know already that there are some weird troublesome things in this movie. Yes. Dealing with the time it came out and a, maybe a bit of Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> But this is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun one. This is going to be real fun. So join us next week for that. Until next time, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am JT3K. And we are Hawks. See you out the summer. <laughs>